All right, well, welcome to the Krug Show, everybody. Larry Kruger, joined by Kevin Kruger. Hold on, there we go. Brought to you by Pig and a Pickle, the best barbecue in all of Northern California. Check them out in Emeryville and Corda Madera. They're open seven days a week from 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. or until they run out. Pig and a Pickle. Go check out uh, Pig and a Pickle. Go say hi to Damon and Mary. Tell them that Larry Kruger sent you, get some barbecue, and uh, you will absolutely love it. And, of course, we're also brought to you by Marin Auto Glass. Top of the, top of the screen, marinautoglass.com, 415-883-3030. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Check the link in the description. Use that promo code KRUG, and they will match you up to your first $100. All right. It is Wednesday nights, and Wednesday nights mean it is the Colin show with Kev. Kev, good to see you. How's things down at Cal Poly? Yeah, they're going. Uh, there was a there was a teacher strike that just happened, and the strike lasted one day, even though it was supposed to last a week. So a lot of people are just missing from school right now. They just left for the mountains, and the strike oh, you ended. Mean because and- the the students figured out oh, they'll be out a week. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, I got a free week to go skiing and. And then after the first day of the strike, it's like, we've reached an agreement and school's back on tomorrow. So thankfully, I didn't leave. Still here at school. Now, so. where do you, uh, by the way, everybody hit like and subscribe. If you hit, uh, as Raphael 5629er says, everybody hit like and subscribe. If you hit like, it just boosts the stream. More people find it. If you hit subscribe and click that notification bell, you'll get a little notification every time we go live. Um Okay, if you're going to school in Northern California and you want to get away to ski, you go to Tahoe. In Southern California, don't you go to like Big Bear? Where in where do you where do people in Central California go to ski? I think you get you get your choice because you're right in the center, right? I think I think you can go north or south. I, I mean, you you know, I haven't skied like I don't ski, so I I, I wouldn't know. Maybe someone in the chat would know. Well, I mean, have you talked to people who who uh, have gone skiing? Where where are they headed? I don't. Are they, are I they don't, headed I south? Are they headed north? I don't know. I really don't know. I know I people that went skiing, but I don't know where they went. It's probably better <laughs> skiing in Tahoe than Big Bear. That would be my guess. Um, I really don't know. All right. Well, here we go. Uh, should we get right into it? Three topics, and then we'll go to some phone calls. We'll go for an hour. Yeah, let's uh, as we let's drop normally the do. Call link in the chat. Let's drop the call. In. I'll I'll uh, drop SF the link. orange and black. Black says go Tahoe for sure. He says go north for sure. Tahoe's much better, man. That's a drive though, huh? Ta from Cal Poly to Tahoe, it's got to be five hours, six hours. Yeah, I know it's six hours. It's a drive. So what is question number one, Kev? Let's get this thing going. So the news of the day, it's semi-49ers related, but the Chargers hired Jim Harbaugh, ex-49ers coach, to a five-year deal. Harbaugh obviously was at uh, Michigan, just won the national championship, had some success over there previously with the 49ers and lost in the Super Bowl against the Ravens. Uh, funny enough, the Niners may match up with the Ravens, so it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a weird timing thing. And then next year, he will be the head coach of the Chargers. What's your, what's your reaction to the news? 
Well, he's 60 at this point. He's been gone from the NFL for nine years, um, you know, which nobody expected him to stay nine years at Michigan, but he did. And it looked like he wasn't going to turn things around. And he, then he did. And he wins the national championship. So he's one of the great coaches in the history of the of uh, football. I mean, you know, he 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 you know turned the San Diego Toreros into a winner, went to Stanford, turned Stanford into a winner, came to the 49ers, turned the 49ers into a winner. They didn't ultimately climb to the top, but they went to the Super Bowl and three straight NFC title games, went back to Michigan and won a national championship. Um, and, and now goes and go, I mean, he actually played for the chargers. I believe at the end, he gets a five-year deal. Um, and Justin Herbert just signed an extension. He signed through 2029. I think Jim Harbaugh is really smart. Why? You know, I, when I, when I used to take uh, public speaking in, in college, I would wait until the person who, you know, had to speak, who was just terrible. And then I'd be like, I'll go next. Right, yeah, that's a good one, and yeah. that's basically what Jim Harbaugh has done. Uh, Mike Singletary was terrible, and Jim Harbaugh ran here and said, "I'll go next with the Niners." Uh, Brandon Staley's terrible, but they have a lot of talent. He runs to LA and says, "I'll go next. I'll go next." Um, so I don't know who his general manager is going to be or who his coordinators are going to be, but the one thing about Jim Harbaugh, he always he always accumulates a really good coaching staff. Um. You know, and I, maybe Greg Roman could join him again. Um, you know, a lot of talk about that. No GM is there right now. Um, Giants, there's a finalist. Giants assistant GM Brandon Brown has emerged as a GM. I would imagine Harbaugh is going to have a lot of say in that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look at this team. I mean, they've got, you know, they've got some pieces. They've got Rashawn Slater, who's a, a big-time left tackle. Uh, they got two edge rushers and Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. They've got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, obviously Asante Samuel, uh, Der- Derwin James, you know, the quarterbacks in place. So I think he's going to do real well. Big market. He'll put them on the map. And I expect the Chargers will be in the Super Bowl within the next five years. Yeah, no, I, I like the analogy that you used. Because taking over for Brandon Staley is, uh, you know, with the, with the team that they have and the talent that they have, it's only up from here, right? It's only up, right? They underachieved. Um, he he, he yeah. goes and looks for talented teams that have pieces in place that underachieved. And then basically he's smart. I mean, he, he goes and looks for who needs an, who needs a coach that's already got everything else going. They got money. They've got, um, you know, they've got players, but they just don't have a coach. And then he goes there. So he came here. It made sense. He goes there. It makes sense. He's going to do great. Yeah. 44, right. 19 and one is what his record was here. Now on to some Niners talk. It's the NFC championship week. Yes. Who would have thought who would have thought when we started doing these calling shows in like week one of Raiders preseason Raiders versus Niners that we'd be sitting here. Lions and the Niners in the NFC Championship game. Um, an update from today that you talked about, Debo Samuel. You talked to Kyle Shanahan. You asked him. He was pretty succinct with you asking about Debo. He's all right. There's no injury, but he has pain. Uh, Brandon Ayuk also said today that he personally thinks that Debo will go on Sunday. 
Um, this leads me to my question, which is how important do you think it is for the 49ers to have Debo on Sunday? I mean, I don't think it's, you know, Colin Coward came out and said that the Niners without Debo are the Raiders. And it's like, what? What are you talking about? He's just so lost. I need um, to find that. That's actually... Yeah, I mean, it's that's just a trolling comment, though. Uh, I would say that, you know, the 49ers, I think, average like, you know, two yards less per play when Debo's not on the field. So he means a lot. He's a dynamic player. He can run it. He can catch it. Uh, he's physical. He's fast. Yeah, he means a lot. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't go as far as to say they can't beat the Lions without Debo, but um, Debo makes them a much more complete football football team, and and he's he's a dynamic big play guy. So um, yeah, no, I I, I think uh, I, I think he means a lot. I mean, as far as what does he mean exactly? I think it, you know from what I could tell. Um, he's kind of, means like two yards of play. Um, Brandon Ayuk was asked about him today and he said, you know, he was asked, are you going to, you know, are you going to step in for, uh, for Debo? And he's like, you know, I play the X Debo plays the Z he's like JJ Juwan Jennings is next up at the Z and Chris Conley. So I think you're going to see more of Jennings and more of Conley. And, you know, I mean, I'm not Conley and Jennings are not Debo, but um, they're also not bums. So, I mean, Jennings, um, Brandon or uh, Fred Warner said that he thinks Juwan Jennings is one of the best players on the team. And Conley is a big, fast guy who can make plays. So um, they're not as good, but they're good enough to beat the Lions. Here's uh, some interesting stats. This is from Colin Cowherd's take. The Niners with Debo Samuel since he's joined the team, 53 and 23. Without him, they're eight and nine. Their turnover differential also. Let me write that down. With Debo, 53 and 23. 26.8 points per game. 138.5 rushes rushing yards per game. 53 and 23 with Debo. Without without Debo. Eight and nine. Wow. Their points per game dropped by two and their rushing yards per game dropped by around 20. He's so. a big time player. I mean, there's no question. Yeah. There's no question. He's a big time player. So you want to have him, but uh, he's got shoulder pain. I asked Shanahan specifically what it was. He wouldn't divulge. He says it's not fractured. I guess it could be dislocated or partially dislocated. Though he didn't seem like he was moving like that, it could be a labrum, like a, a some kind of a or a, or a rotator cuff injury of some kind because they were reaching like in the back, um, you know, like over, you know, like through his shirt in the back to kind of, you know, um, massage it. So it might be a rotator cuff, um, but he's in a lot of pain now. Does he? Does he? need surgery and that's the only thing that will alleviate the pain is it a rest thing is it a pain tolerance thing um my guess is he's gonna play and that was Ayuk's guess as well and how and then the question is after that how effective is he gonna be i don't know all right well yeah the one thing that you definitely can say if you're an if you're a niner skeptic is that the niners losses have aligned with debo samuel being injured 
and just some of the Niners' bad games. I mean, you could look back at the Packers game. They obviously were not the same offensively when they can give the ball to Depot, to Debo. Um, let's go to the next topic. Today, you talked to Purdy. Uh, and you talked to Purdy about something very specific that not maybe not every 49ers fan remembered from the game. Um, I'm going to start off by playing a clip from the Pat McAfee show where George Kittle actually gets into a play where the Niners had a little bit of a miscommunication, a, a missed assignment, and how Brock Purdy responded to it. So let me just play this real quick. Okay. Station this week has been loud about Brock Purdy because of you. Has it? Yeah, because of you being oh. on the team. And oh. Chris Zinn, McCaffrey being on the team, and Ayuk and Conley uh-huh. and Jennings what? and the offensive line what? and the talent. What? Like what? so now, uh. just, what is Brock Purdy like behind the scenes? Does he hear this? And what do you guys try to talk to him about all the bullshit? He's only in his second year right now, George. Um. Well, one, I do a pretty good job of avoiding it unless my mom is sending me links that hey, did you see what this person said? And I'm like, <laughs> Mom, I don't. I, I'm trying not to see that stuff. But thank you so much. Um, you know, Brock's fantastic. He's been consistent every single time, every single day. I see him. He's wonderful. Um, I don't know if he listens to the noise. I don't know if he reads it. I don't know if his parents send the stuff. He doesn't act like it. He just seems pretty straightforward and straight ahead. You know, actually, like this past game, yeah, I know it didn't go the exact way everyone thought the 49ers were going to play. It wasn't our best football by any means until you get to the fourth quarter and then our offense, our defense, and our special teams are clicking when, hey, it matters most. And, you know, hopefully that just rolls into the next game because, you know, we found our rhythm there. But, uh, you know, Brock played really well when he had to. And there are also moments of the game where, you know, Brock kind of expressed himself to our players. You know, we had a, an MA somewhere and he's like yelling at somebody. I'm like, that's what I need, Brock. I need you to yell at somebody. Is that first time? Second, not first time, but like whenever he gets like something happens like that where he gets to express himself, like there's a switch that flips. And the second after that, he was cooking. And so I was like, ah, I'm not worried at all. Brock's on it. I'm good. I love that second year player holding people accountable. That's what you want out of your quarterback. Not always the easiest position. Did you say second year player? <laughs> second time in the NFC championship? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. He stinks, you know, dude. Like, I, that's what everybody. That's what everybody does in their their first two years, right? They just take teams to the NFC Championship games. It makes yeah, no, that's totally fine. It makes no sense, George. We are. I am baffled by it all. So that was a that was a funny little segment there. Um, and before before I get your a take on these two, let me just tell uh, show the audience what you asked Brock today about that play. Okay. On the on the Ray Ray. Uh, looked like a missed assignment. It looked like you said, you know, what are you doing? It looked like you guys had some harsh words and then you guys were on the sideline talking about it. What happened exactly on that play and what was the breakdown there? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just going through my progressions and, and you know, from where I'm at with pocket closing and stuff, I'm expecting him to be where he's supposed to be um, with the route that we had called on. The corner actually slipped that was guarding him. So he was trying to be smart and, you know, throw up his hand and run the space, um, which I get. And so in the moment, I was like, man, you just got to be where you got to be, where I'm expecting you to be. Um, but I totally understand what you're doing. You know, if a guy falls, there's a big play to be made out there. So we had talked about it. Um, and then um, we ended up on, on good terms. And, and moving forward, we know what to expect out of each other and stuff. And when we're in that moment again. So um, it's just communication. We're competitors in the heat of battle. Things like that happen. And so, like we, we needed that, you know, in that moment in the game. So 
that third down. So um, I had a little frustration coming out and stuff, but it's nothing but love. I, I totally trust and respect Ray Ray and what he's done, and, and we're going to get better from him. Got to love that guy, man. Not only do you, not only does he not dodge, but he gives you a thoughtful explanation of ex- that's absolutely the truth. And if, if if you like straight shooters, you'd love Brock Purdy. He's a straight shooter. That was a direct straight question. He didn't dodge it. He didn't say, didn't try to make a joke of it. He didn't attack me as the questioner. He just answered it as best he could. And he gave a very, very good answer. Um, he went through his progressions. The cornerback slipped Ray Ray in seeing the quarterback cornerback slipped, uh, tried to make a bigger play and move to the outside. And you just can't do that when, with a, when a quarterback's going to throw the ball, you know, with anticipation, Brock's making an anticipatory throw. Anticipatory throws only work if you are where you're supposed to be. And instead of being inside, Ray Ray was outside. Greasy obviously knew Ray Ray had made a mistake. He, he jumped up and down like he like like you know the world was ending. And Brock respect you know screamed out, you know what are you doing? And I'm sure um, they got on the same page on the sideline. And you heard a little bit of, of what Ray Ray, I'm sure, uh, offered up as an explanation to Brock. And, and yet, um, I love how Brock was very strong with it as far as, hey, man, bottom line is you got to be where you're supposed to be. You know, that's simple as that. You got to be where you're supposed to be. Um, and then he said, hey, it was a communication breakdown and um, there's nothing but love for Ray Ray and it will make us better. And, um, and not, you not, you know, George made it seem like in his sit down with McAfee that, that that moment, um, you know, was not only a great thing for him to see, but it was that, you know, they kind of took off from there and Brock's Brock kind of made it seem like, Hey, you know, it needed to happen. You know, like he needed to confront Ray Ray and have that little dust up. And I don't know if it was a dust up as much as you know, there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot on the line. And that was at the end, near the end of the game. And it could have potentially cost the Niners of the game. So, you know, it, I used to have a, one of the things when I worked in the Canadian league and I was doing lots of game game reports, you know, one of the, one of the things the coach would always say is Larry don't deviate. So there's a, and then, then that's probably the ultimately what Brock and what, what the Niner offensive coaches are saying to Ray Ray. Hey, Ray Ray, don't deviate. If you're supposed to go 15 yards and turn inside, then go 15 yards and turn inside. If the guy goes to the ground, you still got to go 15 yards and turn inside. Why? Because that's where Brock thinks you're going to be. And instead of turning inside, he turned outside, but the ball was already being released. Brock couldn't adjust. And so it was a very very costly incompletion on third down. Um, and you don't get endless opportunities. So you've got to be where you've got to be. And uh, Brock called him out. And I'm sure Ray Ray, because I know Ray Ray, um, I'm sure he was accountable. And um, Ray Ray wants to win. 
You know, Ray Ray want, you know, he said told Ray Ray has told me so many great things about Brock that, that I don't worry at all about any kind of friction going forward for people who might be on that, on that, you know, going in that direction. It's not going to have a lasting thing. And, and if anything, it's just kind of emphasizes to Ray Ray and the other receivers. You have to be, you know, it's like, you know, the coach, the old coach used to say, if I'm right and you're wrong and you're wrong, then we're wrong. But if I'm right and you're right, then we're right. And if I'm wrong and you're wrong, then we're right. In other words, we got to be on the same page. If you, if I think, if you think you're going left and I think you're going left, that's fine. If you're supposed to go left, but you go right. And I think you're going right. You're still okay. You just have to be in lockstep with your quarterback. You can't, the quarterback's got to know where you got to be. I mean, quarterback has to know where you're going to be. Brock Purdy makes these throws before these guys even come out of their break. If you're not really disciplined in your route running and you just start freelancing, it's just, it doesn't work. You just can't, you can't make it up on the fly. So I thought it was a, it was an interesting uh, situation and one that the cameras kind of caught. And, um, and then I just decided to ask Brock about it at the end and give him credit, man. The guy doesn't pull any punches and he gave me what, how long was that answer? About a minute and a half explanation of what was going on there. Very thorough, very up, very forthright. I mean, the guy sounded like he's 40 years old and said he's 24. So, um, <laughs> he, he did. He, he, he's so business. Like I can't explain it any other way. He's, it's almost like his job is working at a, at the stock market. And he, but he plays football. Like he takes every interaction with the media, every interaction with the player. It's very, he's very locked in. Like the people laugh, but the, the comparisons to like Tom Brady, the one thing that I see in Purdy that is similar to Brady is just the, the, just, just the laser focus in every part of the game. Every time you see him on camera, he's focused. Like he's just locked in. He's never, he's never laughing on the sidelines. Not that's a bad thing, but, He's he's just very focused and like just the way he answered that question it was almost like he was in a press conference with like CEOs of companies trying to it was just it was very it was very buttoned up. <laughs> but it, you know what? No attitude, no dodging, no uh vilifying the questioner. Not nothing like that. Some guys would be like, "Hey man, you're making a big deal about nothing," you know. Or other guys would be like, you know, um, that's it, you know, that's between me and Ray Ray, you know, or you know, I mean, there's a ton of different ways to answer it, but 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 Brock is so mature that he just says, you know what, this guy came came here with a thoughtful question. He knows I know what the hell I'm talking about. He knows my heart's in the right place. I'm rooting for them. It's not like I'm trying to. It wasn't a gotcha question. Ah, I gotcha, Brock. Or I got you, Ray Ray. Or I'm going to ask you. Sometimes people ask people to like, you know, indirectly to like throw their teammate under the bus. Yeah. Was Ray Ray like, like, here's the wrong way to ask that question. On that incompletion that you threw to Ray Ray, was Ray Ray in the wrong spot there? It was that on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like and you're then, assuming there's negative vibes, basically. You're assuming that there's negative negativity in that. Right. Instead, don't ask the question with a preconceived, uh, you know, that you have a preconceived notion of the answer. Just keep, ask the question fairly and get out of the way and let him talk. Um, and I thought it was 
I, I loved it. I thought it was great. And I appreciate, I appreciate Brock. I appreciate Ray Ray. And I appreciate the 49ers for giving me the opportunity to go into their pressers and ask some questions that, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say it makes people look bad, but it doesn't make people look good because I'm highlighting a play that failed. But you know what? It was a point of interest. The cameras saw it. The fans have interest. And why not? To me, now, when you see highlights of, of Brock yelling, you know, what are you doing? You won't think, oh, I wonder if the 49ers have bad vibes. No, he just he just laid it out there for you, the entire situation and what happened and how he got to that point. And he even he even owned his own anger. You know, that yeah. was the other part of it. He's like, yeah, you know, I got a little, I got a little, whatever the way he phrased it. But, you know, it's like he admitted that it bothered him and that, you know, so I, I love the guy, man. I think he's a phenomenal quarterback. I also think he's a great face of the franchise. He's a, he's mature beyond his years. He just, a, I hate the saying, cause it's kind of corny, but you know, the people say, oh, this person's good people. Brock Purdy's good people. And Ray Ray, I love Ray Ray too, man. There ain't nobody realer than Ray Ray. Um, and if I went to him at his locker tomorrow and I said, Hey, what, what went on there, man? Brock was yelling at you and you guys were talking it out on the sideline. He would, he would explain it too. Um, so that's what I love about, about the Niners, man. They're it's for the most part, man, it's a bunch of straight shooters. Very true. Now to preview the matchup of 49ers versus Lions in the NFC championship game. I think we should give our top five most important matchups of the game. And that's what I titled the stream. I titled the stream, the most important matchups in 49ers versus Lions. I'll give you my top five from five to one. And because I know you haven't, I didn't tell you this beforehand. So I'm just telling you this right now. While I'm doing that, think of your top five. I'll give mine quickly. You can give yours and then we can discuss. Okay. And then are you going from five to one or one to five? Are they all the same? I'm going five to one. So you get a little little suspense. Ooh, look at that. (laughs) Because everyone everyone wants to know what is Kevin Kruger's top five 49ers matchups? Well, there's almost 400 people in the room right now going, I need me some Kevin Kruger top five matchup breakdown. I need a fourth year uh, construction management major at Cal Poly to um, bloviate on his top five matchups. No, I'm just joking. Go ahead, Kev. All right. Fire away, my kid. Top five, five to one. All right. Number five. Five. Okay. Brandon Ayuk. Versus any Lions defensive back that he faces. Debo Samuel, obviously, is potentially out this week. Wait a uh, second. Joel- Brandon Ayuk against any receiver. Oh, no, any DB. Any DB that he that faces. He matches up. Yeah, right. So basically, Ayuk slash the pass. There we go. <laughs> Long on the clap. <laughs> Debo Samuel, obviously, could potentially be out. Ayuk didn't think that, but... Even if he's playing in this game, okay. You know, about a guy who's being he's playing because it's a championship game. You don't know what that means. You know, maybe he's not as big of a role for the passing game because he's, you know, partially injured, or maybe he gets re-injured. So I think Brandon Ayuk definitely has to play a huge role in this game. Um the, so, the say, so your first one is Brandon Ayuk against any whoever any he lines DB. up against. Yeah. Okay. Whoever because you know, you can't predict who he's they're not gonna like shadow him like it's going to be whoever he lines up against Kindle Dildor 
Yeah, or Chauncey Gardner-Johnson or whatever. Um, so that, because the Lions' weakness is their passing game. So it's going to be important for the Niners to get their pass the defense. Yeah, their pass defense is, is, yeah. the wor- is the worst part of their team. Um, and the Niners struggled last week. Ayuk had three catches on six targets. Um, but, you know, the one thing I do know is that Brock Purdy always play. Whenever Brock Purdy plays well, Ayuk has a good game, too. There's, there's just like there's a connection between the two. When Brock Purdy has a big passing game, Ayuk has a big day. It's just it, it's it happens more times than it doesn't. Um, and I would like to see the the Niners, you know, blow up the the passing game with Ayuk. And I think that they can do that, especially with the weak 40 or weak Lions secondary. Okay. Number four. You ready for number four? Number four. Wait a second. Number four. Go ahead. Number four. This is very similar. Amon Ross St. Brown versus any 49ers defensive back. Okay. All right. I like it. Being is the Lions. Thank you. All right. All right. We we that's the last time we're doing that. That's it's too long. <laughs> um do not the Lions, tell me how, the Lions do not tell me how to run my show. No. <laughs> okay, the Lions so I'm on Raw versus Charvarius Ward. Right. The Lions love this guy. They give him they gave him, I think, 14 targets last week against the Bucks. And he's just a target machine. They're just going to use him. Uh today in the presser, someone asked Kyle. How how were you planning on stopping Amon Ross St. Brown or something along the lines of that? <laughs> right, I heard that. <laughs> it was a funny question, the way it was worded, just to say the least. But what they what he said is, well, you can't really stop him. Like you can't you can't really stop an individual player. You got you can only try to stop the scheme. And it's true. The the Lions are going to get the ball to Amon Ross St. Brown. There's just no way you can get around that. And they love throwing the ball to this guy. They're gonna chuck it up to him. He's gonna catch it if he gets his hands on it. So it's gonna be really imperative for the 49ers to stop Amon Ra St. Brown in this game. Yep. All right, number three. Number three. Bosa versus Sewell and Chase Young versus Decker. So that the edges versus the tackles. <laughs> okay. All right. Go ahead. Decker and Sewell, Sewell are the number one and number 10 ranked offensive lineman, which Sewell's the number one offensive lineman per PFF, and Decker's the number 10 offensive tackle. Uh, I meant offensive tackle, not offensive lineman. Um, Bosa, obviously, you know, Bosa's been playing well. I personally have felt like Chase Young really hasn't lived up to the billing that he was, you know, he was given when the Niners traded for him. He, right. he, he doesn't seem to be getting the, the amount of pressures that we all anticipated. And even when he gets pressures, I've, I haven't seen him come down with like a big sack or a big tackle for loss. So, you know, that's a huge matchup. Can the Niners get pressure on Jared Goff, who is not a mobile quarterback? He can't move his feet. Um, but the Lions, they have they have the best tackles in football. They have probably the best offensive line in football. So that's a huge matchup. Um, number two, I have Hutchinson versus McKivitz. Um, I was debating on putting this... Uh, number one, Aiden Hutchinson is obviously just a game wrecker. You know, he's, he's a young kid from Michigan now in Detroit, like just a, you know, he's just a, I think you refer to him as country strong. Like he's just a man. Right. And Colt McKivitz is, has been struggling. I, I'll say it. He has been struggling this year. Um, Hutchinson against the Buccaneers had a sack, a tackle for loss and three quarterback hits. 
So if you're going to, you know, if he's going to be wrecking the offense or the Niners offensive game plan all game, it's, it's going to be a long day for the 49ers. Uh, and then my number one matchup before we get to yours would be Gibbs and Montgomery versus the four, the 49ers front seven. And more specifically Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs is just, I think he's one of the, I think he's going to be one of the best backs in football. He is just so explosive. I've, I, he just moves so fast and he's young and he has fresh legs and he has the freshest legs that you're going to find at this point in the year, right? He's, he's just so explosive and I just cannot see him not having a huge impact in this game. And the Niners run defense has been sloppy. They gave up over a hundred yards to Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is a good, he's a good back. Get, don't get me wrong. But he is not, you know, he's not someone who should be gashing your defense for six yards of carry. Jameer Gibbs had six yards of carry against the Buccaneers. And if the Niners don't, you know, tighten that up in the run defense, um, it could be a it could be a bad ending. That's my top five. Good. Those are good. Those are all really good. Um, good stuff. Good stuff from Kev there. Absolutely. <laughs> Now I'll take the applause. I'll take the applause now. I'll take the applause now. Or wow, okay, uh, that's too much. <laughs> or maybe how about this one? Is it the T-Mobile <laughs> ad? Like, are we like sponsored or like what's? <laughs> or I could have said, you know what? Okay. That's like that's not good. Do you that's have your good. Do you have your own top five ready? Um, yes, I do. Okay, here we go. Number five on my list, um, I'm going with Fred Warner against Sam Laporta. It's a good one. Uh, Laporta is a tremendous player, and I think the 49ers are going to have to limit him because I don't – Josh Reynolds, eh, ain't bad, but it's to me – and Jamison Williams is a burner, but um, it's Amon Ra and then Laporta. Laporta's a great receiver going back to high school – uh, he was a great receiver at at Iowa, and he's been a great receiver here and uh, at Detroit. So I would say Laporta on 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 Fred Warner. Um, the one thing about about um, Laporta is he can kind of vary his play speed, and so it's hard. He's a hard guy to cover because you just think that he's going full tilt, and then he he gets the separation, you know. And that's the one thing. I mean, he doesn't just he doesn't just run good routes. He's got great hands. And then he can separate at what the ball in the air. So Laporta against Fred Warner is number one. Um, number two or number five, that was number five. Number four would be Amon Ra against Mooney Ward. You know, Amon Ra St. Brown has got great body control. He's got a plays with a chip on his shoulder. He's not the biggest guy. He's, you know, he was a fourth round pick at a USC and he's been trying to prove everybody wrong ever since. And Mooney Ward is the Niners best corner and i think this is gonna be a really 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 tough cover for mooney ward because he doesn't have the body control or the footwork that amon ra has so then he's gonna need help he's gonna need someone to stay between golf and amon ra they may need to bracket him uh you know the guys up front have got to limit those windows and try to hurry up golf and so he can't play the game on his own terms time wise and and when the ball comes out speed him up a little bit and move him off the spot and all those things so I'll say Amon Ra against Mooney Ward, but in reality, it's going to take more than just Mooney Ward. Number three on the list, I'm going to go Debo Samuel against Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I mean, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson has been circling this game for months. He wants to kill Debo Samuel. 
Debo Samuel is the Niners big play guy and he's got a bum shoulder and yet, um, you know, he wants to play, you know, he wants to answer. I think that, that right there, I mean, can Debo play hurt and can he be effective playing hurt and can CJ Gardner Johnson get a big lick on him? Um, you know, they're going to be talking trash. Is he, is CJ Gardner Johnson going to take a late hit on him? I mean, he, he hates Debo. And I don't think Debo likes him too much either. So there's not fake animosity. There's real animosity. Okay, so that's number three. Number two, I'm going to go with Colton McKivitz against Aiden Hutchinson. Hutchinson's got a motor. He's quick. He's just, uh, I don't think McKivitz can handle him one-on-one. But if you if you chip him, if you, give, uh, if you put another guy on that side, uh, you help out McKivitz, I think you're going to need to help him. In fact, if I were the Niners, I would slide the protection towards Hutchinson every time and let um, Trent Williams go one-on-one with Josh Pascal the whole day. Just say, Big Trent, you're going to handle Pascal. Uh, he's usually the right defensive end. Trent's usually, uh, you know, always the left tackle. And then Hutchinson lines up on the other side, though they will move Hutchinson around. But I anticipate Hutchinson against McKivitz. Um, So McKivitz is going to need help. You know, so once again, it's not just Hutchinson against McKivitz, it's Hutchinson against McKivitz and help. It's not just Amon Ra against Mooney Ward, it's against it's Amon Ra against Moody Mooney Ward and help. Okay, so but the number one matchup, and I can't believe you didn't have it in the and top just, five. Let me just let me just add something to that. Amon Ra, he'll line up in the slot too. So is does does do you anticipate Mooney Ward coming into the slot to guard him? Do you think he's gonna shadow him or do you think it, it's going to be you think he's I think it'll be Lenore inside? yeah so I think there's, it'll a, be Lenore. Yeah. there's a good chance that a lot of these snaps could be against not Mooney Ward right right, right. um and I love um Lenore's chances of of you know probably the best I think Lenore's probably the guy you want on him but um but I think if I'm the Niners I you know sometimes I'll be happy just not matching up every time with Mooney if if, if it's Ambry it's Ambry if it's uh if it's Mooney, it's Mooney. If it's Lenore, it's Lenore. Um, okay, so number the number one matchup. Number one. Number one matchup. And I'm really Rumble. surprised. Little surprised you didn't have it. Um What's that? little surprised. <laughs> surprised or disappointed? I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little it's okay, not really a surprise. It's more I yeah, it seems like it's disappointed. I, I'm going to have to talk to your mother after the show. No. Uh, Okay. So this is what I'm going with. Um, Jonah Jackson, the left guard is out. And Frank Ragnow, the center, who's great, is banged up. And the uh, Lions are going to have to play Coyote Awasika at left guard against against, uh, Javon Hargrave. And I think that's going to be where the Niners win this game. I like the Niners inside of Armstead and Hargrave to be able to beat Coyote Awasika, Graham Glasgow, and and Frank Ragnow. Ragnow's tremendous. Don't get me wrong. First-round pick, blue chipper, tough as hell. But he's got multiple injuries, and Jonah Jackson's out. And I heard Lomas Brown, who's the former line offensive lineman who does is on the broadcast team, uh, he was on with John Lund earlier today, and he was talking about how how his concern is uh, the 49ers maybe putting Greenlaw or um, Warner in the A-gap. 
he's concerned about a gap pressure in the face of Jared Goff and Jared Goff does not move well laterally. And to me, if the 49ers can get pressure in the a gaps and in the face of Jared Goff, they're going to win this game. And if they can't, and Jared Goff's allowed to sit back there and just survey the field all night, they're going to lose. So I'll take, uh, I'll take, you know, really it's, it's Hargrave against Awasika as the premier matchup in this game. Do you think that he will win that matchup? Because we have not yes, seen a lot of pressure from the inside so no. far. No, but I think that I think I think the Niners will get there. And if they don't get there with four, I think they'll send Warner or Greenlaw on a gap blitzes. And I think they're going to pressure Goff in his face. And I think um, he's going to throw the 49ers a couple interceptions because of the pressure that he faces. I mean, you got to remember this. The Niners haven't played a lot of a lot of stunting games, but they're great at doing it. And the reason they haven't done it is because they've gone up against so many mobile quarterbacks, but Goff's not one of them. So you're, they're going to play games up front. They're going to be coming from all angles. Um, it's going to, you know, I, I watched practice today and I watched the D line specifically. And Chris Kosarek is just screaming and yelling at the top of his lungs at these guys. And um, they're going to turn it on. I, I like the 49ers defensive line to Bosa, Armstead, Hargrave, Chase Young, Robert Beal, Givens, Kinlaw, Gregory, Sebastian Joseph Day. Um, they're going to come firing in this game, and I, I think they're going to get pressure on Goff in his face. One thing I will I will say to that is, one, I knew Frank Ragnow, but when I did a little bit of a deeper dive on him, just kind of looking him up, you can make an argument that he's the best offensive lineman in football this year, at least. He's he, the best he center. Is, he is, yeah, I mean, he is just a he's a great offensive lineman. So definitely banged up or not banged up. If Frank Ragnow's playing, he's going to, he's going to have an impact. Also, no doubt. The, Pack, the Packers offensive line is, is pretty weak. It's, it's not a, it's a decent offensive line, but it's not great. And the Niners really struggled. They had zero sacks on Jordan love last week. Zero. Well, but you know, he's a mobile a, quarterback, so it's different, but still, no, no, but you know, Packers offensive line was number two in the NFL and pass block win rate. This Lions offensive line is 14th in pass block win rate. But there's a difference. There's there's just a difference. I mean, do, would you think that I, what I what I th what I think the difference is is that the Lions have just absolute run blocking masters where they if they if they get a lead and they can run it all night, they're the this this 49er defense front is going to be challenged. But if the Niners can get the lead and make this team throw it, I think uh, the Niners will be able to get more pressure on golf than they did on uh, love. Yeah. All right. You ready to take some calls? Let's do it. Let's do it. Who do we got? Um, well, first off, SOT Productions. I'm not sure what's going on there. If Is that like a video or you got to see your face if we're going to put if we're going to add you. SOT, we got to go. I had to boot I had to boot SOT from the from the chat. SOT, please do not call back. Do you know SOT? Um I'm aware of SOT and we've had him on a couple times. He's had some odd, odd, odd comments. And so oh, no. we're gonna stay with people that we know. Um you know, let's, let's just get it started. Let's just get it started. Digital Drew in the house. Digital hey. Digital Drew's in the house. What's up, Digital? Hey, what's up, gentlemen? Uh, very nice to be back on. It's been a couple weeks. 
uh, just kind of take, I took my own break. So the Niners had some time off. I took some time off too. Nice. Uh, first and foremost, your volume, your volume is enormous. Yeah. Is very, it? I will, I will turn it down. Out. Your gain is maxed out. It has. To yeah. Be. You're no there. You there. Go. How about that? How about you're that? Good. Is that yeah, better? Perfect. All right. Great. Uh, I'm also a, a loud SOB, so it, it could be that too. Uh, hey, before uh, before we get going, uh, the Dubs are on, uh, you know, playing for the first time in a week after uh, uh, the tragic loss of uh, Dejan Milojevic. Yep. So R.I.P. I'm watching it, watching it yeah, over here to it. my right. Yeah. So thoughts go out to his family and all of Dub Nation, the organization, the players. Uh, so watching the game, they had a great tribute tonight. So. Um, he's really yeah, close with a lot of people around the league, including the Bulls head coach. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He uh, spent a lot of time with uh, Joker, too, right? Training right. him up. He's credited with kind of, you know, um, you know, basically developing uh, Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, big loss. Hopefully the Warriors can, uh, can bounce back and kind of put this behind him. But, I mean, that's a huge, huge ask. Uh, so interesting to see how they how they rebound you know they're winning right now so and they're playing pretty well so we'll see if it continues now on to the Niners yes uh you guys had a list I have a very short list I wasn't preparing homework here but while you guys were talking I was like yeah I could put a list together nice so I put a list together so uh I have four of them I could I could go five but I'm just gonna go with four uh number four Bosa against the refs uh, this is swallow the whistle time and no defensive end is held more than Bosa. I know Larry, you called out that the, uh, crew working this game calls 11 penalties, uh, a game during the regular season. Let's see if that still happens. And let's see if, if Bosa and more than just his rush can cause some havoc on that front line. Cleet, they got to call something. Cleet Blakeman is, is, uh, is the, is the crew. It's actually, he's the head ref. Uh, it's going to be a, a mixed crew of all-star officials, but Blakeman's crew in the regular season averaged 11 penalties per game. Um, so you may be called a little tighter than than maybe some other some other games. Which I, I don't know so. if that's a good I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because I think it's going to take a lot to hang with Amon Ross St. Brown, and if the Niners can't hang with him and they grab him, are they going to, you know, is it going to be penalty city? I mean, we, there were a lot of big penalties against the Niners in the green Bay game. I mean, the Niners had what three PIs against them. Yeah. I mean, they were still getting called, so they're likely going to get called here. Uh, Yeah. And if they can't hang with, uh, with St. Brown, they're they're in for a very, very long night, but I have confidence that they'll be able to do it. I'm just looking on that front end because, it is so frustrating to see an NFL team put what maybe a third of their cap on the defensive line only for them to swallow whistles in the playoffs and allow teams just to hold $60 million worth of players and just get away with it. It's a, it's a bit frustrating. It is. It happened in the Super Bowl against Kansas city. It happened in this game. You heard uh, Olsen call yep. it out. He's like, yeah, man, two 49er defender defensive linemen were held there. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's so maybe that maybe calling it tight will benefit the Niners. I think it will. I, I think it's going to unleash Bosa at least to cause a lot of havoc. Maybe Hargraves as well. So, you know, Bosa against officials, number one, uh, or, or number four. Number three, Ambry Thomas against his own pathetic ball awareness when the ball is in the air. That guy <laughs> needs to wake up when the ball is in the air. He is a great player. He's had great moments, but on deep routes, 
he just can't seem to track the ball and he just goes, oh, I'm going to play the guy. And he ends up mauling a guy. Every call against him in the Green Bay game was it was obvious. I'm just like, second you see it, you're like, yep, there goes the laundry. It's 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 going to be fine. Uh, uh, number two is the Niners safeties against uh, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, the way that our defense is set up, those safeties have to come down into the box and assist with run support. And what I saw out of Ryan last game was absolutely pathetic. Uh, we have to see Jameer Brown get in there. He needs to step up and play. At least he's quick, physical, young. He could probably play the whole thing. But those safeties are going to have to step up. They're going to have to get into the box and help contain Gibbs. Otherwise, again, it's going to be a very, very long night. Yeah, I agree with this one wholeheartedly. Jair Brown is absolutely um, – has to start and i didn't ask uh kyle about it today i was joking last night on the live stream that i was going to go jair brown needs to start agree yeah <laughs> that's my question um but i decided to hold off on that tone yeah, that, but was probably, that was probably, probably a decision <laughs> yeah but yeah. tomorrow steve wilkes will talk and i gotta ask him about jair brown i mean i've got to say Steve, um, Logan Ryan it is not going to tackle Montgomery. Uh, Jair Brown might. So I'll go with might over won't every day. Um, yeah, so absolutely. That's, now, that's a major. Digital, here, here's an interesting thing. You, you're saying the safeties. How much do you think the Niners run defense problems is related to, you know, Talano Hufanga's injury? Oh, quite a bit, actually. I think one of the reasons he ended up getting the starting job was because of how creative and how physical he was to come down into the box. Hafunga is a risk taker, but when you see him crash down on run defense, how many times did you see uh, a sweep to where the edge was was not set by the Niners, but you either had Greenlaw or Hafunga breaking out and making a solo tackle in the open field? Now that we've taken that off the table, you know, with Hafunga's uh, unfortunate ACL injury, uh, you know, the, the entire run defense is a bit, you know, is a bit, uh, is a bit kind of scattered. Uh, so I think Jameer Brown does bring some of that back. He's not as sure of a tackler as Hafunga has been historically, but hopefully he can shake it off and get in there and actually show us something. I really don't want to see 33 on the field again. Because when I saw oh, I mean, him in the first well, and, quarter, and, I was like, who the hell is this guy? Oh, well, right. Not only that, him. I mean, look at look Gibson doesn't help you as a run defender either. You know, not I mean really. he really doesn't. No. He misses tackles left and right. He does one thing well. He's a good center fielder. If you can get lots of heat on the quarterback and the quarterback is an air, overthrows a receiver, or if the ball gets tipped, he will come come away with it in a crowd. He's got good ball skills. He's got like 30, 35 career interceptions. He That's what he does. But he's not a great cover guy and man. He's not a yeah. great run defender. He's He he, he, he misses tackles all the time. Um, and when you throw Gibson and – I mean, this team used to have Tart and Ward. And now, yet in this last game, have Ryan and Gibson. I mean, the difference in run defenders between those two, those pair of safeties that you used to have and the ones you have now, night and freaking day. And yeah. they have to have Jair Brown on the field in this game or Isaiah Oliver, somebody 
not name Logan Ryan has to play safety. No, I think Absolutely. I think you're right. I think the I think literally the difference from the Niners switching from a team that was focused or you know the the defense was all surrounded around their run defense, right? It all switched as soon as Hafunga got switched out for Brown because now they have two coverage safeties instead of you know one single high and then the other safety who's like a strict run defender and Hafunga who's not he's not a strict run defender but he's he's great at filling the gaps. So I think that's really where where it switched. Everyone's so, focusing he, on the interior defensive line. I think it, I think it might be the safety as well. No, it is the safeties. Yeah. yeah. So here's a here's a thought to throw out there. Uh, given how Demo played last game, which was like a man possessed, he was running around crushing Green Bay Packers all over that field, and it just it 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 just stoked the entire defense. He was like, I refuse to let us lose. Do you think he could potentially, if they uh, if they activate Womack, do you think they could slide Demo into that position and say, just go go find the ball and kill it, and then throw him out there? I mean, he's or already in the box. Versa? He's already in the box as the nickel defender. Um, yeah. You know, he's so valuable as a nickel corner. But yeah, I mean, if you're asking me, could he do it? Yeah, he could do it. He could do it. Uh, but ultimately, I think you know, I think if you go with if you go with Gibson and Brown, um, I think that's the way to go. I really do. Um, yeah. And um, somebody here in the comment section did say that um, he said, listen to the Jai interview to Jair interview today. He didn't like that. He wasn't given the nod to start. So hopefully uh, he does. He is this week. Yeah, I think there's enough tape on Ryan to make that change and nobody's going to bat an eye. Um, so, uh, shifting I mean, here's, to here's the other rule and I don't want to get, you know, smart ass about it, but I, I, you know, I'm a little hesitant to lean on when, when, when it, when it means going to the super bowl, I realize Logan Ryan's a veteran, but yeah. I'm a little hesitant to, to rely on anybody who was, who you pulled off a cruise. You know what I mean? If if you're on a yeah. cruise, you know what I mean? That's let's funny because that's literally true. Let's, he was let, on a cruise. let's let everybody on a cruise stay on the cruise. You know, I, I, I don't think the NFL is not littered with awesome defensive players that were pulled off cruises that ex- succeeded in the playoffs. How many cruise uh, me, stories do you true. remember? Seriously, I mean, you know, I, yeah, exactly. How, what was the, who was the last? That might be the, the uh, question. Who was the last defensive player pulled off of a cruise that made a positive impact in the playoffs? Yeah. No, you should. Uh, yeah, I think Wilkes will like that one. I, I would say, you know what, Captain Stubing, you're, you know, you, you got this, you know, just stay, you, you stay on the Lido deck and, uh, you know, let us, let us battle for the, for the game. I mean, nothing against Logan Ryan, but I mean, stop gap, stop if, gap. Yeah. If Logan yeah, Ryan signed for depth. If he has a terrible game, Dad, you have to go on a cruise rant in the post game. Oh, <laughs> you have to go on like a, an epic cruise rant. Well, I'll get, I'll find the Love Boat theme song and just start playing it. Expecting you, come aboard. We're expecting you. You don't pull defensive players off cruises. The Love Boat. <laughs> Love that show, man, with Isaac and. Captain Stubing. Love that thing. But yeah, no, if you're on a cruise, stay on a cruise. Yeah. Remember, he was signed for depth after we had some injuries back there. Uh, This was even beyond Hufunga. 
Um, you know, so he, he was literally like option number six, right? He shouldn't see the field in a starting role, right? You, you gotta, you, yeah, you gotta let it go. He's an emergency uh, guy. Shaq, right. Shaq O'Meal, Oatmeal says 30 people just left. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. The number one, number one matchup. Number, wait a second. Number one oh, matchup, Digital Drew. Here we go. Fans are fired up. This All right. is going to be the money take of takes. <laughs> All right. In the number one slot is Mr. Kyle Shanahan against himself. Uh. <laughs> really? Really? No, dude has to get out of his own way. In big games, he has a very bad reputation of uh, of kind of climbing into his game plan, not adapting, not seeing what's happening on the field in front of him, and then making adjustments from there. Uh, if he gets thrown a couple of curveballs, or if what if his first twenty scripted plays aren't working. I think it's going to be another repeat of Green Bay to where it's going to be a nail biter. It's not going to be an enjoyable game to watch. And I really hope he he has multiple options. Uh, since Debo is kind of 50-50 at this point, have two game plans. Have some play calls with him. Have some play calls without him. Uh, yeah, he is having a ton of fun with those sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> Hide the soundboard. Hide the soundboard. Uh, <laughs> I'll mute it, guys. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. So I, I, I think Shanahan has to get out of his own head. I think he does have to trust, you know, plays outside of what just he's, you know, what he's prepped. He has to adapt to what's going on in the field. If he doesn't do that, I, it's going to be a long day. I, you know, I, I hate to be negative on Shanahan because I, I really appreciate Shanahan, and I think Shanahan's a really good coach. And I, it's like kind of one of these things. I feel like the more we talk about it, the more um, we make it a thing. And in reality, it's like, since we know that they can't do any better than Shanahan, I hate to even go down that road because it's like, let's just hope for the freaking best. You know what I mean? I hear what you're saying, though. To me, yeah. I mean, you're, you had the 28th rated run defense in Green Bay and the ninth rated pass defense, and you threw it. 39 times and you ran it 24 times that to me should have been exactly the opposite. Um, right. So, you know, I don't, I mean, other people say, well, they were eight man boxes. You know what? I watched the game again. I didn't see, you know, some ridiculous, uh, you know, stranglehold no, and everybody either. packing the box and the Niners run the most with eight man boxes. Chris McCaffrey and when they, like, yeah. and when they did run, they ran for five, eight, a carry. Yeah. So, I mean, how about, you know, it's like, how about, show make them stop you before you just stop yourself run the yeah. freaking ball and in this game now here's another team that stops the run well and, and and doesn't stop the pass i think i saw the number earlier this earlier today the last five opponents for the lions have passed for 485 or more uh that's that's a big that's it that's, that's a big number um let me see here just I heard sure. a different number. I think they averaged like uh, 342 passing in the uh, per game in the last five games against against them. 
Detroit has allowed 345 passing yards in five or more in five straight games, including yeah. two to Nick Mullins. So, yeah. I mean, Sorry. come on. If Detroit's given up 350 in the air uh, in the last five games and you've got all these weapons and Brock Purdy, um, I'm okay. And, and you've got dry conditions and Purdy bouncing back. Um, I'm okay with a, pa- a little bit more of a pass heavy game plan today or in this game and, uh, you know, Sunday. Um, but <laughs> last week, the numbers said you should have ran and they passed. Right. And I was- Shanahan blew it at the end of the first half with those clock management. Um, and those two things really bothered me. And I, and they had to be shouted out. I, I fully expected to see a repeat of the Mostert game where he had four touchdowns. I was expecting McCaffrey to go for, you know, 185, potentially 200 plus with, you know, three touchdowns because their run defense was so bad. And Shanahan has shown in the past, at least to say, all right, we're going to go after your weakness. And we're going to do it until you just completely, you know, uh, you know, prove that you can stop it. As I say that, at the same time, I think that was also showing incredible distrust with Garoppolo at that time. Yeah. So it might have been uh, out of there, and maybe this is where the trust is. The trust is great, but don't don't overdo it there, Kyle. It's still, I know you trust Purdy. We all know you trust Purdy now. But just try to win the game. Try to target what the weaknesses of the other team. Now, that is going to be pretty this time, you know, because they do stop the run pretty well. It doesn't mean you can't establish the run because, as we know, once the Niners start running the ball and they start getting four or five, six yards of run, it really gives defenses fits because they have no clue what's coming. The play action opens up, Kittle opens up, and, and they're just a nightmare. And that's when they end up putting up 35, 40 points on these people. So I think they still have to stay committed. But come on, Kyle, get out of your own way, dude. Yeah, do not. I mean, I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things where don't try to be don't give away good in the pursuit of great. You know, just take right. good. You know, I mean, I, I, I watched John Harbaugh has won a lot of games. Um, and, you know, you know, granted, he's had Justin Tucker, who's a phenomenal kicker, but he doesn't force things and he'll take he makes sure he scores points. And and it's just, you know, I. I just want to see a game plan that makes sense. But more than anything, I expect Brock Purdy to bounce back. And that, that to me, I think there's a chance. And I said it last week, and I'll stand by it. I thought last week's game was the de facto Super Bowl. I think Green Bay is yeah. much, 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 much better than people think. And I think Detroit's not quite as quite the same team. Now, they've got Detroit's rugged, and they really believe in themselves, and there's some great individual players. But their weaknesses, they're not as complete a team as as Green Bay. And I think the game won't be no. as close. And they also don't have the momentum. I, I know they have, you know, everybody in America outside of people in the Bay Area are rooting for the Lions because it's a great story. Hey, if the Niners weren't in it, I'd be pulling for the Lions. But unfortunately, I think this is where they're going to get exposed. I think Goff's limitations are going to get exposed, as he normally does when he plays against the Niners. Uh, yeah, and it's all going to come crashing down. It, the Niners had the greatest chance to lose last week because they had the rust because they had, you know, some players like Purdy had 21 days off. They came out, they look slow. Timing was off the footwork, as you pointed out, that all comes with, you know, being in the moment. And I think it wasn't until the fourth quarter that this team kind of went, Oh yeah, we're good. 
Let's they escaped. I mean, it's like it was yeah. it, the Niners were like, you know, Duke against Hofstra in the first round of the NCAA tournament and Duke escapes. Now, just because they escaped doesn't mean that they're going to go down and round in, in the second round to, you know, uh, St. Mary's. Right. They're probably going to smoke St. Mary's because now they're going to play a good game. And I, I feel yep. kind of the same way. I feel like the the Niners are going to beat the Lions decisively. Digital Drew, we got to jump. We got a bunch of people, but we appreciate oh, you. Thank Have you. Have a great night. Digital Drew. Should we start uh, a thing where we ask every one of our guests their top three matchups? Then make it a matchup night. We just ask every guest that. We could. Who do you want to go to next? Big Mo Easy. Big Mo Easy. What's up, Big Mo? Gentlemen, gentlemen, how are you guys doing tonight? Well, Big Mo, uh, you're looking at two guys that if the 49ers win on Sunday will be in Las Vegas. Told you, man, we got to go get them steaks, bro, them tomahawks. Hey. We will be in Las Vegas, absolutely. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. Man, I'm looking forward to it, man, because if you guys coming out to Vegas, that means that we're doing the right thing. We are going to be in Vegas. We're going to have a camera crew, um, aka I think, me. <laughs> I think we're staying. We're, we're we're staying at the. Um, hold on. Okay. Hey, you better not broadcast where you staying, man. Yeah, All the what are you doing? Show you All the groupies might show up. You better watch out. We're staying at the. Um, yeah, you don't, don't want us to tell. Don't say. I it. mean, it's up to you. You know what I mean. I mean, I know every place in town, so I'm just gonna meet you up wherever the hell you at. You know what I mean. Wait, you're gonna be in room number. <laughs> <laughs> you accidentally dropped the, our address to our home on a live. <laughs> uh, we will be in Vegas, and we will be on on the strip. Uh, maybe slightly not, you know, not necessarily at the win or anything, but we will be uh, staying there. It will be great. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely looking forward to it. I'm definitely looking forward to it too, man. We that's why Niners got to do their thing this weekend, you know. But let a uh, man. And okay. by the way, we one of the one of the reasons that we will be in Vegas is um, we're getting sponsorship to take us to Vegas. So uh, we just you know absolutely excited about that as well, and really fired up. We are going to we sponsored our Vegas trip will be partially uh, sponsored by um, we're still looking for one more sponsor, but Valley Hill roofing is going to be our sponsor. So we will talk about Valley Hill roofing quite a bit. And also um, the great, uh, um, uh, the great, the great man, Ike from Ike sandwich shop is also going to uh, sponsor us. So we will be there as well. Courtesy of Ike. Well, that is awesome, man. I'm glad that you guys is doing your thing, man. You guys deserve all the best. You know what I'm saying? Like you guys put out a great product and that's why people sponsor the show. You know what I mean? That's why we'll, I do we'll it. get together. We'll get together. We'll go. We'll go to dinner. We'll go have steaks. We're going to meet up. Don't even don't. We're even meeting up, we're, Big Mo. We're, we're meeting no, up. No, definitely, man. I, we, we definitely got to meet up, man. For sure. For sure. Man, we talk. We talk some sports uh, off camera, man. So we can really drop it live. You know what there I mean? You go. But, <laughs> there you go. So let's be real, man. Like, so everybody knows that it was a heart attack special this weekend. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, like I said, I ain't no expert. I'm just a guy who loves Niners games. But why are we always so ill-prepared for the situations that we need to approach? I just don't understand why we come out for these games ill-prepared, man. It's like, dude, okay, let's start at the beginning. We know it's going to fucking rain. Why do you not practice with a wet ball? 
It's just kind of common sense, bro. It's I know if I'm going to drive my car down and I see rain outside, I got to check the windshield wipers, make sure they're working, right? So it's kind of like the same Shanahan's thing. Shanahan's been asked that question before, and it's like, do you ever practice with a good ball or dry, a wet ball? He's like, no. And it just seems um, like hard-headedness to me. I just it, don't understand why you there's wouldn't. A, there is a stubborn side to Kyle. Now, he believes practice reps that you practice – you know, that you want to practice um, in good conditions and then you adjust to bad conditions. You don't practice in bad conditions. Um, but you know what? I mean, when you're playing in Seattle, you'll bust out speakers. Why? Because you're trying to you're trying simulate to kind of simulate that kind of environment. Why wouldn't you simulate a wet environment? But whatever, um, you know, I mean, clearly Brock Purdy was bothered by the wet football, but I think it was more rust than the wet football. I really I'm do. I'm not even worried about that wet football. Him, by the way, I asked Brock Purdy today about this. Um, Kev, do you have this? No. Okay. So I asked Brock Purdy about this. I said, why did you struggle early in the game? And you know what? Another great answer from Brock Purdy. He didn't um, try to dodge in any way. He said that he made some early mistakes and that he um, it made him a little, um, you know, he, he made some early mistakes and then, you know, he was a little tentative. The word he used was tentative. He said, I made some mistakes early on and obviously the savage near pick six. He says, I was tentative after that, taking the, you know, trying to take the check downs more. And then Mike Silver asked him about it, kind of followed up. And he just said that he went to his check downs too late. So ultimately he, he got a little tentative after the near pick six, it kind of effed with his timing and he wasn't on time most of the night, but he got it back for that final drive and he was perfect on the final drive and they won the game. Oh yeah. The dub is the dub. You know, we take the W any way we can, you know, and did Purdy did show out on that last drive. You know, that, that uh, yeah. cut uh, in route that he hit Jennings man for that third down Burrow over the linebacker, dropped it right in between everybody. Dude, that was nasty. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you, I, you know, the Ayuk pulled yeah, the one yeah, off the yeah, turf. Exactly. Yeah, the one he pulled off the turf. Yeah, man. I'm just dude, going I mean, back. Just going back to the the whole wet thing for a second. My least favorite thing about that was just it. It was almost like Brock had never seen rain before. It's like why? Why would you be practicing with the glove and then immediately take the like the whole glove situation where he said he was frustrated off, by the glove. It's like how would you have not? If you knew it's going to rain, why did you never put the glove on until that day? Let's you know, ask the question on? to the audience. Have you ever worn the glove and then got frustrated with it and ripped off the glove? Well, I know with the whole glove thing, he was totally uncomfortable with that whole situation because Joe's, like Joe's Joe's in the green room. He sees me working. He knows yeah, where I'm going. Like Joe knows. Joe knows. Yeah, I don't know if you guys seen it, but bro, Purdy actually tried to dry his hand off mid mid-throw mid-throw yeah like it was a snap like he put it to his offhand dried his hand off and then put it back to his throwing hand and then released it and i was like bro, I, dude i've been watching it's, football for over 40 years i've never seen that you know what i mean just, i was like oh my i was like it's oh, just frustrating because it's dude it's it's not week three or week you know 12 it's it's the divisional playoffs and if you lose the season is over the fact that you're not ready for the rain when you knew it was going to rain all week, it doesn't make any sense. Like the fact that you have to make the decisions in, in mid game. Well, like, how about this? How about park. this? What about the report from the sideline reporter that in the midst of 
the Niners offensive possession. I think it was the second possession. She's like, all of the defenders are on the sidelines changing their cleats right now. That like, part. Do that at four o'clock or something, an hour before the game. Don't do that in the first quarter. And that gets to my point about being ill prepared. It's like, you know, dude, you guys knew it was going to rain. And in all the, let's be honest, all the big plays they gave up was because motherfucking 49ers were sitting on their ass because they kept sliding uh, and yeah. slipping all over the damn field. Deshaun Gibson fell over for a touchdown. All of them. There was another, all yeah. the big plays. All the big plays, but let's get back to the ill preparedness, right? Yep. With, yep. with the ill this is what I gotta say, and a lot of people ain't gonna talk about this, but we better be ready for Dan Campbell's aggression. We better he's be going, ready. Yeah, that. he's going for it on fourth down. We better be ready for that because he's the fake punt man. He's the fourth down guy. He's the guy who's gonna put your defense to the test. He's gonna work all four downs. He don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Because they want to get the win any way they can. Like you said, they bite kneecaps. So as long as we're going to be prepared for that, I think we're going to stand a chance because we're going to stop the run. You know what I mean? But I don't know, bro. Let me just say this. What was going on with our D-line getting tossed by the Green Bay wide receivers, bro? What was going on with that? 49er D-line has to fire in this game. Has to fire. They have 100%. to pressure Goff somehow, some way. They got to get to Goff. They got to pressure Goff. They got to force Goff into mistakes. Simple as bro. that. As much money as we spend on this D-line, you know what I'm saying, bro? They better get off, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah. everybody knows that we rely on them. That's why we spend so much money on the line. You know what I mean? And that's bottom line. 100%. No doubt. No doubt. If they don't get pressure on golf, they're not going to win this game. 100%. I agree with that. So let, let me just end with this because I know there's a lot of people in here. But look, if we want to be Super Bowl champs, we got to execute like champions. And that's the bottom line. You know what I'm saying? So we got to come out here in this next game. And we just got to show them what we about. We got to show them what Niners football is about. We got to run to set up the pass like we normally do. You know, if we come out here, just try gunslinging, 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 man. You know what I mean? It's it's going to fall into somebody else's game plan. We need to set up the run, get the play action working. And that's how we score. Like Digital Drew said, that's how we get up in the 30s. You know what I'm saying? I'll give it an Al Davis. Just win, baby. Just, just win, win. Baby. get that dub. Anyway, just win. Then we're in Vegas having tomahawk steaks. That's it, baby. That's it. Big, easy, gentlemen. I just want to say this. Thank you so much. Hope, man. Hoping and praying that we get this dub because guess what? We gonna kick it tough, man. But uh, pig in the pickle, baby. I appreciate you guys sponsoring the show because guess what? Without you guys, man, this show ain't getting off as good as it does. You know what I'm saying? They got great artwork, Kev. You the man. Larry, you the man. You guys keep it real. I appreciate you guys and everybody out here, man. Have a great night. Let's cheer for the Niners. Let's go. Get that W, man. Big, Big Mo. Mo. Easy. Love Big Mo. Who's next, Kev? We're going we Speed Flav. Brick. Flav's in the Flav house. In the What's house. up, Flav? What's up, Flav? What's up, guys? You got me? Yeah, yeah. we got you. How's it going? What's your matchup? What Kev wants to know what everybody's big matchup is. My yeah, matchup. Big matchup, man. Uh, well, basically, I think you guys hit on a lot. I think the, uh, you know, the 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 biggest thing though is this uh, Jackson injury. Um, it, you know, last week I think he out of eighteen dropbacks that he was on the field for, he gave up zero pressures. Uh, his replacement gave up seven in 28 dropbacks. 
So there's a huge drop off between yeah. uh, those two guys. And, you know, I'm terrible with names, but is it uh, Rignow, the center? Ragnow, yep. Ragnow. Um, you know, I mean, he's banged up. And so I guess the first matchup for me is going to be uh, uh, Eric Armstead uh, coming up the middle. And um, I think, you know, uh, I'm probably going to place a bet that he gets over a sack uh, in this game. He's got seven sacks in 10 playoff games. Uh, you know, last week was his first game back. I'm hoping that he kind of, uh, you know, warmed up and, and got the cobwebs off and he's ready to go, uh, this game. But, um, you know, for me, just in general, I think for the lions to have a chance, uh, you kind of hit on this, but it's going to come completely down to Gibbs. I think Gibbs is their only running back that has a chance because of these injuries. I can't see them trying to run the ball up the middle. They got to get it outside. And with the Jackson injuries, it's got to be uh, even further outside. And the another big issue is that they don't have a backup tight end. They just had to pick up Ertz. The last I read was he's probably not even going to uh, suit up. And so then they why, have – Wait, why wouldn't he suit up? They just signed him. It's, I mean, so I – but that's just the last I read is that they're not expecting him to play or actually suit up. Uh, if he does, uh, then I'm not really worried about it either. He's never been much of a blocker, especially now in his old age. He's definitely not really a blocker. And, you know, you have Laporta, but Laporta, you want out catching passes. He can block, but um, I think they're, they're screwed. They have another, another dude. Uh, again, I can't remember his name, but, He's basically, uh, he's basically a wide receiver, and I can't picture him blocking. And so um, then they have to decide whether or not they want to bring in a fullback. By doing that, I guess you get a, a blocker, but you'd also be telegraphing what your play is every time. And so, um, and then Laporta's banged up also on top of that. And so, you know, I somehow they got to get it to Gibbs. I think whatever they decide to do because of these injuries though, it has to be quick uh, because golf is not going to have the time. And so you're looking at, you know, screen passes um, and uh, uh, swings and uh, you know, slants, but Gibbs versus, I guess the defense is my would primo be a matchup. primo matchup. And I think, my feeling is we're going to know pretty quickly whether or not the Lions are going to be able to stay in this game based on whether Gibbs uh, has any room to run. Uh, and so, uh, but I think aside from that, you know, I was watching a little bit of Lions game last week. It looked like their plan defensively was to have their safety roll over um, uh who Goodwin uh, and then they left Sutton one-on-one -on -one over Evans. And my guess would be that this week they're going to try to do the same exact thing uh, with Debo and Ayuk. The big question is, is Debo going to play? If he doesn't play, then that's going to allow them to, to basically just double Ayuk. Now you have a, a ton of issues because their defense, their run defense ranked 
number one uh, DVOA. I, I would love uh, to see them run Mitchell and put uh, McCaffrey in the in Debo's spot, and and let's let's do that. Yeah, let's do it, that. That's actually a really interesting. That's an interesting proposal. That's a that's actually not bad. Yeah. No, I th- I think. Well, it's, I mean, who uh, would you rather have in the field? It really comes down to this. Who would you rather lean on in this game? Elijah Mitchell as a running back, or Chris mm-hmm. Conley, and you know, as a as a wide receiver, it's a no brainer. Uh, Chris Conley's got you know great speed, and he could help out a pl- few plays here and there. But they got to run if they have no Debo. They got to mm-hmm. get Mitchell and McCaffrey on the field together. M- Mitchell looked great. He, does, he doesn't yeah. fumble. Um, I'm leaning on him and I'm leaning on Mason before I'm leaning on Conley. Hey, Flav, yeah. we got to jump because we got so many people in the room. You got one last comment? You got it. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to say, uh, I guess looking forward, um, um, you know, I'm, I'm really praying, first of all, that we win. Second of all, that we, we get Kansas City. Um, you know, just looking at Kansas the, Ra- yeah, I want Kansas City. Looking at that Ravens D, I mean, they're doing historic stuff. You know, they've got 10 home games this year. Uh, They've played all 10 of the teams that they've played at home had winning records and they've given up something like four and a half points, an average of four and a half points in the second half. And, you know, their defense is incredible. Their adjustments are incredible. And the only way to beat them is to pull them out of nickel and hope that they get into a base and then throw against the base defense. You don't stand a chance against the nickel. I just think that it's a way tougher matchup. I worry though, that I don't think, uh, I don't think that Kansas city has the weapons to pull them out of that nickel. And so I don't really see how they win. Uh, but Mahomes and Reed, you just got to hope. You got to uh, fear them at all times. RS says, is there a cryptic message behind him in that painting? <laughs> it looks like there is. Not that I know of. But, if, uh, if you look really closely, does it say Trey Lance is a bust? <laughs> yeah, it says uh, penis. <laughs> it probably does. <laughs> Flav, good to see you, man. We'll talk to you soon. Later, guys. Thanks, Appreciate you. We go to Joe. What's up, Joe? Hey, what's Joe. up, guys? Good to see you again, good man. How, how's your night going? James T. Going Kirk, good. you're up next. Going good. Sorry to miss you guys last week. I really wanted to, uh, you know, express my emotion after that Green Bay game. But I, I think, I think you guys brought up some good topics as far as going into this this week with uh, matchups, right? And um, honestly, it's kind of the same messaging I had the last time I saw you guys. It's, you know, I I think we we're talking about who who do Niners want to play, you know, for the playoffs. That was a question the last time. Right. And honestly, you know, the so the three matchups I kind of wrote down as I sat here was it's again, it's all around the Niners. It's the Niners versus uh, moments. Right. I mean, I've been a long time Niner fan. And I think of all the great moments, you know, I mean, a lot of, you know, I, as a kid, you know, the Packers actually kind of demolished us in the playoffs a lot. And as an as an adult, you know, like those Harbaugh years. You know, I think of moments like Kyle Williams dropping that punt return, you know, just, oh. just you know, the drop no, no. Uh, three fumbles. That's right. Yeah. There's that one though, that really stands out. Um, but, but anyway, it's, it's what was great about the green Bay game. They, it felt like they won some moments, right? Like they, 
they they were kind of getting a they looked a little shaky in the first half, especially Purdy. But when they needed it the most, they won down the stretch in those key moments. And I, I think as long as they can do that against Detroit, they'll get in. I think they're um, going to be a tougher out for last week because now when things don't go well, they'll mm-hmm. be able to draw on that game and say, hey, if we just keep focusing, totally. we'll, we can we can come up with a drive or a stop in, later. I mean, in reality, what happened in the Green Bay game, in all three phases, the 49ers came alive in the fourth quarter and yep. took the thing over and now they know they can win a grimy game now they know they can win coming from behind now they know that if things aren't perfect they still can be victorious so i think last week is going to be absolutely in some ways a godsend it was hell to watch yeah but um i think they're going to fire a much cleaner better effort this week hey we're all giants fans right it was like torture football yeah it was i said it in the post game it's been torture football the last, I mean, for as long as I can remember with the Niners. But, um, I mean, and we didn't see any of that type of victory this for this regular season, right? That was a lot no. like the I mean, it was like the, game. It was like the Cleveland game, yeah. but they missed the kick. Yep. You know, on this yep. one, they, they found a way to pull it out. And, and quietly, um, Moody made his 52-yard field goal. That was, that was another big. moment, right? That was a moment that no one really spoke about. Right, and that's the thing with kickers, right? You don't really talk about them when when they make them, but when they miss, it's like, dude. And yeah, in like, these rain games, there's been two things. It's it's been the ugly offensive game, but mm-hmm. in the end, on the last drive, Purdy has led them to you know potentially winning the game both times. So yep, yep. And I'm gonna get to that one. I mean, the guy is just not getting any credit at all. But um, so my next my next uh, matchup is. The Niners versus turnovers. You know, it's this this past game, right? They had two. They had two turnovers. I can't recall last year and the year before. I, it, it doesn't feel like the Niners over the recently have had key turnovers that kind of swing the game. I don't. I don't well, they're I eight. No, this year when they don't turn it over. Yep. They're five and five when they do. Yep. So. And, and I, think I mean, that to, to that, me speaks loudly. I think back to that Rams game, right? It's kind of like a moment and a, and a turnover that was going to win the game, that NFC championship game. It's like oh, the fact that uh, who was our, who was our safety back then or a corner manager. Tart. No. Tart. Yeah. Jaquaski. Yeah. Love the guy. It was just, just that moment, right? We, we just lost that moment. Um, and, and my last, my last matchup is the Niners versus the narrative. You know, it's it's like it, it seems like this year when the national narrative was the Niners are not this, they look shaky, they lost three games in a row. They come back and they just beat the crap out of Jacksonville. Right? When they when they absolutely need it the most, like when teams that they know that was their I, most I, complete game. And if if right? they can yeah. fire if they can come up with two more I mean, they 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 won play one playoff game by not playing well. If they can yeah. just play two good sharp football games, mm-hmm. uh, they got a great chance to win the championship. They yep. really do. And that's they'll be that's favored gonna, in both. That's going to change. I think that's going to change the narrative, and that's going to give them a nice little boost going into the Super Bowl. Of course, we got to focus on this game. But you know, one one thing I want to see, and I know 
you know, the news on Debo is still kind of up in the air. Uh, you kind of touched on this with uh, McCaffrey as you just kind of slide him in that offensive weapon role. If, if Debo can't go, you slide him in that role. But how fun would that be, right, um, with all this beef that Debo has with uh, uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson? Yeah. yeah. Um, put Debo, like, very first play on offense, right? The Niners put Debo at tailback, right? They just do a play-action boot. Purdy rolls out, and he just chucks it 60 yards downfield to Ayuk or Kittle. I mean, talk about crushing two narrative stones, right, and, like, Two, two, two birds of one narrative stone right right on that first play of the game just to set the tone of the game, right? Debo, he loves to set the tone of the game. And you know, even if he's not 100%, right, he could he could just kind of do the motions, the the play actions. I think that would be so fun to see, right? Like right off the I'd just love to see C.J. Gardner-Johnson get run over by Debo. Just one – one yeah, Debo be- run over C.J. Gardner Johnson, maybe in the fourth quarter too, he, so he, he can't do any, so he can't kneecap somebody. Um, the yeah. guy's great. The guy's a great player. Hey, yeah. Joe, we got to jump, man. We appreciate right, you guys. though. Cheers. Have a good night, Thanks, Joe. Thanks. Joe in Fullerton, James T. Kirk. What's up, James? Oh. Are you on the boat right now? Are you on the boat? Where are, are you on the-, on the boat right now? He's on oh, the boat. You. Look at that. I'm the dinghy. Where's the? Where am I? Oh, maybe you can see the helm. Oh, I don't know. Where, where, where on the boat are you, James? I'm sitting at the helm. No, but where, where is the boat docked? Oh, Lake Powell. Lake Powell, which is in yeah. where? Uh, Northern Arizona. Wow. Northern Arizona. Near Havasu? Uh, no, that's, that's Vegas that's, world. Okay. That's California border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more straight north of Phoenix in Flagstaff. Nice. Probably pretty chilly tonight out there. Yeah, you know, it is a little bit chill. I mean, it gets 50s and 30s at night. Yeah, it's a little chill on the boat at the moment. So give us your thoughts, man. What do you think? We are witnessing the beginning of a new dynasty. This is it right now, man. It's 1981 all over again. And, you know, these younger fans, they didn't see what you and I saw back in the 80s. My first Super Bowl party was when I was 19, and it was 1984. And I set up the TV in the backyard of my house. in the Ber- I was living in the Berkeley Hills at the time. Set up the TV in the backyard, had a multiple kegger in the backyard, watched Joe Montana, amazing Super Bowl in 1984. What kind of beer were we drinking back there, James? Was it a Stroh's? Was it a was it a throwback <laughs> beer? Was what, it a beer uh, that no longer exists? During the party? Yeah, well, I'm just trying to think, what would James T. Kirk, you know, what kind of keg are you tapping back in the day? Jeez, what was that, man? I think Natty I had a Light? keg of Guinness. I had a keg, keg of Guinness. Woo! <laughs> Dang. Some dark so we beer. watch the game. Fuck around. And then our buddy comes <laughs> over, right? So we took the keg, threw it in the back of his truck, and then he had um, he had a camper shell on his truck. And we went to the city, and we went to Broadway. And Broadway was Bumper to bumper, it was a parking lot. 
and we had the keg in the back of the truck and we got up on top of the truck and put the hose out the window and we were pouring beers for everybody who was partying on Broadway. It was unbelievable, go. man. Look at that. That sounds awesome. That, that sounds uh, absolutely awesome. That was I, rem- I remember that first. night. I remember the night the Niners uh, beat the Cowboys in the NFC title game. I was 11, but the city went bananas. And when the Niners won the Super Bowl, I can remember over the Bengals for the first time in 81, the place went crazy. I mean, it was amazing. I went to the first 81 Super Bowl parade. My dad used to be a work in the city attorney's office. He had a, a, a deck next to the mayor's deck at City Hall. We stood on my dad's deck over the stage as Dwight Clark showed up in his uh, in his fur coat, and it was just it was amazing. It was one of the greatest one of the greatest days of my life for sure. I'm feeling it, man. I mean, we're we're witnessing the birth of greatness with Brock Purdy. The dynasty is starting again now, man. I'm feeling it. I was there 84, 88, 89, 94. It's been a while since then. Yeah. And I'm just feeling that vibe, man. I'm sending my vibes to our team because I like we're going I like all it. the way. I like it. What's the we're final going score going to be? What? Give us a fi- give us a final score. Uh, 34-13. Ooh, I like it. A blowout. Yeah, 34-13, man. That's James T. Goal. Kirk, we got to jump, man. Have a great night on the boat. All right. Thanks for the content, can, man. Can, thanks, can, you give us, can you give us, as loud as you possibly can, a Go Niners? Go Niners! <laughs> James T. Kirk. Very good. Very good. I he kind of cracked his voice there a little bit. I think I think he lost connection. Like he like he lagged. Drew James is in the house. What's up, Drew? Hey guys, thanks for having. I mean, my name's Andrew too, but I'll try to be better than that. Um, <laughs> no, that that yeah, no. All right, Once again, no. kind of like what I said at the beginning of the show. You know, when somebody stands up in a in a you know public speaking class to give a speech and they're terrible, you quickly raise your hand and go, "I'll go next." Right. Yeah. So there yes. you go. It's gonna be the yeah, best call of the night right here. Best no, call no, of the night right here. Where are you calling from? Well, actually, actually, ironically, Detroit. So I, I do. Live All right, you're Detroit. going. I've, you're out of here. No, no, no hold, on, hold on, Larry. Hold on. Well, I've been. Uh, I, I'm a Lynch guy, so I've been here since, since 17. I've been following the Niners and hoping for the best. So I'm really hoping for the best this year. But quite honestly, I mean, these lines do stack up. I mean, I, yeah, I, know, you, I know you guys have. Everybody seems very confident, but at the same time, I mean, unfortunately, I've watched a lot of Lions football over the years, and I've seen the rise and. They're ready. I mean, I, I really do think they're ready. So this is going to be a tough game. I mean, I'm not going to give a score or anything, but I, I do think they'll be ready. I'll be quick. I mean, it's late over here. Um, but uh, I think some of the, the biggest things they got to be ready for, uh, yeah, Niners D-line much has to be much, much better. No edge, no chance. Like We'll, we'll just start there. Um, I think, yeah, I got to stop Gibbs on the edge. And I also think the Lions receivers, St. Brown, Reynolds, Williams, whoever, it doesn't matter. Anybody's with Laporta, they're all savvy, ready to go. So these Niners DBs are going to be tested. Um, it's unfortunate we've had some injuries back there this year. but I It's, think- a, it's a rush and cover game on D. Yeah. They're going to have a hard time covering. The key to success will be their ability to rush. Correct. Yeah. 
No. And I, and I think on the other side of the ball, I think it's kind of going to be similar. I think that, um, I think per, I think we got to just kind of like what Big Mo was saying earlier. We got to we got to go to that ground game. I don't know why 25-24 uh, Mason or Mitchell didn't get any touches last game. We just got to run the ball, set up the pass. I mean, it has to be simple. It would take care of that. We should be able to set it up. Just dump off to McCaffrey. And I know the O line was not playing too good last game. Uh, um, you know, getting some pressure, sixty-eight, kind of getting walked back a little bit. But you know what I mean. We, they just everybody's got to be a little bit better. Hopefully things will shape out right. But uh, you got to give McKivitz help on Hutchinson. Yeah, Hutchinson, and, and I think we got to run right at the edges. I think we got to run right at him. Same with, uh, and I don't know if Houston's going to play for the Lions. Um, but he, he's, he's not. He's listed as in he's, red. He's, like I don't think he's going to go. But it was we'll the see. same thing last week. He he's wasn't really activated. Talented. Yeah, he wasn't activated. But he was. He was. He's got an ankle. He wasn't ready to go. So we'll see if he is. And even if he's not, Kaminsky, John Kaminsky, their other defensive end, he he can set an edge almost better than Hutchinson. So, you know, go right at those guys. Um, yeah, give them some help uh, if you're passing the ball. I mean, you, they got to be ready to go. But yeah, these lines are—I don't know. So they can—they can attack second level definitely. The Lions are not—they're not the best tackling team. They can get downhill on these guys. They should be okay. I mean, it's got to be a physical game, both sides of the ball. So it's going to we'll be super goes. physical. The Lions are super yep. physical. physical. I think the one advantage the Niners have is that when the Lions went to the zone, they were better against the run. And I think they'll probably play some zones so that they are better against the run. But when they go to those zones, I think that's where the short and intermediate crossers are going to be available. And then it's a matter of Purdy hitting those short and intermediate crossers. But also, the Lions, I think, are the most physical team in the league. And their offensive line is enormously physical. And their defense is enormously physical. Kirby Joseph, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson come to mind. And the 49er receivers... You know, this one, this, you know, if you're not ready to get smacked, you know, don't show up in this one. Correct. This is going to be, this is not going to be for the faint of heart. You no. better show up and, um, you know, the meek shall inherit the earth, but they won't win this game. So, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I personally just think that that's, I like the Niners because I think the Niners are going to bounce back with a better effort, but I'm not cocky because no. Detroit has eight elite players. And, um, and, and, you know, they're, they've done a really nice job. Um, I still think though, there's a reality to every, to every contest. And the reality of this one is Detroit's going to be happy with a win or a loss. The Niners are only going to be happy with a win. Correct. There will be no happiness with a loss. Detroit can walk out of, out of, out of Levi's on Sunday night and lose the game and still they will be thrilled (laughs) by the year that they've had. And I think that, I think that's, I think that's real. And I think that's uh, one of the reasons I like the Niners to get over, but I respect the hell out of Detroit. I agree with you about everything you said. And um, if the Niners, you know, I think the Niners have a really hard time stopping Amon Ra. Oh, that's uh, that's what was gonna be my last thing. I think uh, he he is he he's just he's, he's impossible to stop. He, he's yeah, just, he's, impo- he's so, super savvy. He knows what he knows how to set up leverage. You know, set up the shoulder, head shoulders. He knows what he's doing. I mean, he yeah. knows exactly. And that's why whoever has him, whether we play quarters or whatever we do, I mean, we really gotta we almost have to almost have to triangulate him like as Calvin Johnson used to get, we would be a linebacker, a corner, a safety. If we can somehow some way, but he's going to be dangerous over the middle, as you said. And, and sometimes that's that area where it gets a little, gets a little gray. So if, if well, he gets and, lost and in the sauce, then I don't know. you know, but, to me, the lions have two receivers that have to be defended differently. You have 
uh, Amon Ra, who you absolutely have to be draped all over because if you're not all over him, he, you have no chance to defend him. And then Gibbs, you need to give him room. You need to give him room because right. he he's so explosive that he will make a move. He'll go the distance. So you, I'm on raw and short yardage. You got to be all over him, and you gotta you gotta bracket him and somebody in front, somebody behind. You know, you got to keep somebody in front of the quarterback between him and the quarterback. But um, Gibbs, you got to make sure that you keep him in front of you, and that's oh, yeah. challenging too. And that too, he's got great balance. And uh, yeah, last thing I saw, last thing and I'll go. And then I saw a lot of a lot of A gap and B gap pressure for for the Niners up on golf. Yep. If you can just somehow get just get, it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but if you can just get him off his spot, as we know, that's going to be the difference. Because even if St. Brown does get open, right, then if golf's just not there, if he's not on his his timing, he's very rhythmic. If he's not there, that's going to be to their benefit. So let's let's hope that's the case. And. Yeah, but no, uh, yeah. So this will be a good game, and uh, yeah, the people here in Detroit are—they're uh, all—they're all in. They're—they're they're very. Excited, are you from so. Detroit? I've been here for quite a while now. I've actually moved moved here in '97, so I've been here quite a while. But um, where did you move from? Were you from the uh, Bay? I've actually—I was actually born in San Diego. Um, my dad is from Sanford. Was born in uh, uh, Vallejo, um, but no, I was born in San Diego. I've been all over Chicago. What Texas, what went Texas. wrong? Yeah, we know that we say that every day. Um, yeah, we say that. Every <laughs> I was day. living in yeah. San Diego, and <laughs> I'm calling from Detroit. We say that uh, quite often. So, but yeah, I know they had a lot of rain down there. So, hopefully, everybody's safe and all that. So, but uh, yeah, no, uh, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I'm. I was going to try to come out there, but yeah, too expensive, too hard to get to. But I've been out there before. I've been to a few games. I was at Purdy's first game against the uh, the Dolphins Bucks? that that day. Oh, Dolphins! Uh, yeah, yeah, the wow. Dolphin window when Grapple got hurt and. Uh, Yes, yeah, so we've been man. out there a few times. So yeah, yeah, it's uh yeah. So go Niners and let's hope for the best. I'll be watching the game. So and thank you guys both. And uh, yeah, Kev, are you down at Cal Poly? Is, is yeah. I, okay. Yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. down. I've been down there. I've been down to Slow. Nice area. Beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah. I, enjoy I, I, that I've been down, down to San Diego. I love that place too. I haven't <laughs> been to Detroit yet though. So well, you hey, anytime. Very very nice here too. I know that not right now. It's very cold, but uh, come come in the summer, you guys will love it. Great lakes. So you know, it's nice. There you go, uh, Ma- yeah. uh, Mackinac Island. You know, yeah, go hit, yeah, go hit Mackinac Island time. for a little vacation. Yeah, all the time. Yep, we used to do that all this on um, July in the summers. Yep, that used to be used to be our thing. So, yeah, hey, Drew, beautiful. thanks for jumping in, man. Thanks for, for thanks yeah. for supporting the Krug Show. Calling thanks again. for watching our stuff. Calling again. Yeah. Thanks, Got Drew. it. Yep, no doubt. Yep. Thank See you, guys. Drew James. There you go. I like Drew. He was solid. Uh, who's going? Who's next? He, who's he didn't next? Hold up a sign. <laughs> I know. We, we now Gary. It says Gary Lamb, but uh, Gary. Gary, did he was he in here before Adam and Chris and Franco? Uh, I don't know. It, it, Streamyard does it the way it does it. I, I, it it lines them up in order of they that they. Got I'm gonna in. go to Adam Paul. I oh. just I, I got a vibe on Adam Paul. It seems like he's been in there for a while, and then you know then we'll go to Chris. Then we'll oh what happened? Oh no oh no there we go here we go. What's up, Adam? How are you, man? Adam. What's up, Larry? How you doing, man? Second time calling in. I uh, called in last season. Where now? Where did you call from? Where are you calling from now? Antioch. Antioch. Antioch okay. Yep. Yep. What's uh, going on, man? What's on your mind? Thanks for jumping in here. No problem. No problem. I'm going to the game uh, Sunday, so I'm pretty nice. excited about that. Uh, I did want to ask you one thing, though. So yes. I was watching that Packers game, right? Like, everybody was a super intense game, you know. And uh, I thought about what you said. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
if you didn't say this, but I do remember you saying this. You said something like the 49ers and Packers game, you know, this is going to be the hardest game uh, that they have for the remainder of the playoffs. Do you remember? I believe that. Yep. I believe that. And watching the game, I was thinking of what you said, right? And I was like, man, it's crazy how close of a game this is. It really was like, it really was, you know, it was like pulling than anybody teeth. anticipated. Yeah. Do you still think that? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I didn't think the Niners would play as rusty as they were, but I knew that Green Bay had a nothing to lose, a bunch of young guys who have huge talent and, they don't know how they didn't know that they were supposed to feel pressure and didn't feel any. Um, and then finally in the fourth quarter, I think maybe a little bit of the pressure may have started to seep in on love. But um, and also I just think that you know, Dallas is lame, but they're not that lame. Green Bay was a big part of that. And so yeah. um I just really believe in Green Bay, and I'm a personnel guy. So when I looked at their personnel, I thought, okay, wait a second. They got the hottest quarterback in the game right now. 21 touchdowns, one pick in the last 10 games, roughly. They have a pass block win rate O-line that was number two in the league. They had a hot running back who can run it or catch it. Two really good tight ends and like five really good wide receivers and a very good defensive line. So I, I looked at that and I thought, wow, by the way, their defensive coordinator got, got canned today. You yeah, see that? Joe Barry yeah, got fired today. It's wild. It. So I really think Green Bay, um, you know, I think Green Bay is – now, Detroit's got some greater individual players, but the reality is is that Emmanuel Mosley went down. Detroit's pass defense has been giving up a ton of yards. The Niners should be able to pass right. the ball all day against Detroit. And um, Goff can't move. He's a freaking statue. They're going to tee off on Goff. And they're going to win this game. And I, I, I yeah. respect Detroit, but Detroit's a next year play. And then in the Super Bowl, you know, um, I mean, Mahomes is Mahomes, but they can't really score the way they've scored in the past. And that that makes them not as scary. And I think the Niners can beat Baltimore. I mean, they don't turn it over dramatically like that five times uh, on Christmas. You know that game. That game, the Niners had more yardage. The Niners have better receivers. The Niners have better backs. Um, I I think Baltimore is home cooking. I think Baltimore is a bully team. They're really good, but they're not awesome. And I think the Niners will get them at the next time around. Man, I hope you're right. I really do, man. Because that sounds that sounds great to me. Uh, but I mean, if you told me that in the that last game that Aaron Jones was going to rush for 100 yards, we wasn't going to get no sacks on Jordan Love, and we was behind in the fourth quarter, I would have tell you we would have lose that game. And Debo was getting knocked out. Debo got knocked out. I mean, everything that could have gone wrong in that game went wrong. And, and they would have the upper hand in special teams. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. All these things happened, and yet the Niners still found a way to win. Yeah, man, uh, it was great. It was great to see that fourth quarter come back. Uh, I definitely hope that they can uh, pick up where they left off from that last uh, fourth quarter drive. 
you know, I know, I know weather had a little bit to do with it. You know, they, they didn't play for a, a meaningful game uh, since Washington. So the only thing I know is this. Our pass rush needs to get home. I mean, the, no doubt. It, it's the it's the foundation of our defense, and it, it used to be the foundation of our team. And it's like, uh, you got... Bosa said it today, Adam. He's like, hey, you know what? I mean, um, Chase Young, if, he, if Chase Young gets one-on-ones, he's got to win. Mm-hmm. And that's really it. Chase Young's going to get some one-on-ones. He's got to win. He's got to yeah. win. If if we if the 49ers uh are gonna win a Super Bowl, their defensive line needs to be the motor of this team, and Brock Purdy uh needs to throw zero turnovers. He needs to not turn the ball over. Uh also Kyle Shanahan, he needs to uh he he needs to know how to adjust. He needs to know how to not get it too much into his head. I mean, if if they can figure these little minor things out, I think they could get it done. We're hoping, man. Enjoy the game on Sunday, man. Thanks for chiming in. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Adam Paul, jumping in from Antioch. All right. It's Chris Barber time. What's up, Chris? What's going on, fellas? What's going on? Chris, you're in Virginia, right, or Maryland? Virginia, Virginia. Virginia, Virginia, Virginia. What's going on, man? I like your hat. I like your hat. Uh, that's right. That's right. Niners all day. Well, we may be at the point in the season, fellas, to where we might have to win these next two games despite Kyle Shanahan. I can remember screaming at the TV, run the damn ball. <laughs> and I believe that, the uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey, when he said about the play uh, that he would score on, I believe that was his way of telling Kyle Shanahan, give me the ball. <laughs> I think Shanahan gets too cute sometimes, man. And, you know, sometimes you just, you're trying to out-trick the defense. Sometimes you just got to line up and play. And I think we're at a point now in the season that the player's going to have to execute despite Shanahan. Hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> he can get it together for these next two games and put well, it all here, on the line with this coaching. Here's one. If you get the ball in the in the second quarter with what you think is the final possession, don't worry about the clock. Just worry about the score. Just go and score. Don't worry about giving it back to them with a minute 20, 45 seconds, two minutes and 40 seconds. You got a good enough defense. You, you know, just go score and score a touchdown. I don't be worried. He gets too enamored with how much time do you want to leave them? Multiple masters. Do we run here? Do we waste that? Do we? No. Just go score a touchdown. And if you leave them two minutes, so be it. If you leave them thirty seconds, so be it. And and then if your def- if you got to put your defense on the field late in the second quarter because you scored too fast, don't play a prevent. Don't don't play this bend but don't break crap. Challenge them and play them straight up. You've got enough defensive personnel to play everybody straight up. Go for the score. Don't worry about the time and lean on your defense and then don't play this we're going to give you yardage but not break. No. Play them straight up and 
you know, just don't send a Steve Wilkes all out blitz and you'll be fine. Right. I mean, I, I feel like the I, Minnesota I, I, game, I think, I think the Minnesota game kind of scarred Shanahan. The way he goes about the second quarter, just try to score. Don't put, don't put breaks on your offense to try to waste time. And well, do we go for it? Ah, we don't want to punt back to them. Don't worry about that. You've got a defense play defense. Just go and score and score a touchdown. Don't play for field goals. Play for touchdowns. Looks like Chris froze. Oh, I thought he was thinking. <laughs> Chris, are you still there? No, he froze. I think sorry, we got to. Yeah, it's okay. It, it, we got to move quicker on these two. All right, sorry about that, Chris. We appreciate you. Um, have a great night. All right, who's who? Are we going to Franco. We'll go to Franco and then Gary. Gary, Franco, then Gary. Oh, sorry, you did. Franco, what's up, buddy? Yo, Croup Dog. Franco. Hey, can you guys hear me good? We got you. We got you. Croup Doggy Dog and Kev Shiesty on a Wednesday, man. That's what I'm talking about. Calling show time. Yes. Yes, we are here. It's a pleasure talking to you gentlemen this beautiful Wednesday. Well, what's on your mind, man? Give us your give us your best point. We're going speed round. We got to get Kev back to his studies. Or your key matchup. Or your key uh -oh. matchup. Key matchup. Key matchup or your best point. All right. All right, here we go. I want to first start off by saying that, Brock, you need to drop the glove. You're not Michael Jackson, okay? You don't need the glove. Just go out there and sling that thing. We don't need another thriller, all right? No glove, all right? No glove. Biggest point that I need to make. If the, the glove if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. All right. Yeah, come on now. He ain't OJ. We don't need another one. <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right. Um, okay. Biggest uh, biggest point I wanted to make is this game is going to be the 49ers versus the edge on offense and defense. We need to be able to stop the edge on defense, and we need to be able to run to the edge on offense. That is the key to this game. If we can stop their, their edge run game, if we could just stop their run game in general, I think we'll give ourselves a tremendous shot to be able to uh, walk out with a win on this one. But um, – I just I want to see the defense step up. Where's Bosa? You know, where where where's well, Bosa's Bosa, Bosa's playing well. He had five hits on the quarterback last week. It's everybody besides Bosa has got to contribute as well. Chase Young, Randy Gregory, Kevin Givens. Um, I'll say one thing. I want to see Javon Kinlaw play over over Sebastian Joseph Day. I do. I want to see Jair Brown over Logan Ryan. I want to see Kinlaw over Sebastian Joseph Day. I want to see Feliciano over Burford. Yeah, the Burford experiment is over. That 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 needs to that that came and went. You know, I think it's time for uh, for Feliciano, the vet, to come in there and kind of handle that one. And Joseph Day's been getting a whole lot of playing time. I don't know what that's all about. So well, they they like him and they're running out of guys. I mean, maybe we may even see Kalia Davis this game. Yeah, hey, I I would be totally down for that. I'd be totally down to see Kalia Davis. I think yeah. that, that would that would be interesting. I think he's a I think he's a bit of a smaller dude, but I think he could be a little bit more mobile and chase down these runs that go to the edge. He's Especially got some with, speed. He's got some with, speed. Yeah, with Jameer Gibbs, hey, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of – I'm a little bit – I wouldn't say I'm too worried, but I, I'm not taking this this Lions team lightly. You know, I think they got to – they this is a team that's motivated, man. At this point, they're playing on house money. You know, the last – I can't – 
I can't remember last time they were in a, in a deep uh, playoff run like this. So they're playing on house money, man, kind of like the Packers, you know. So they come in and shock us, man. That'll be a that'll be interesting. But I think we uh, we definitely have a more than enough of a shot to go ahead and take a uh, take this team to back to the woodshed, you know. And uh, give me your final score, Franco. All right, uh, let's go. I think it's gonna be uh, let's go uh, thirty twenty four. 30 24. Yeah, Franco right. has spoken. Franco, have a great night, man. You guys have a good Thanks, night. Franco. Appreciate you, bro. They're chanting Gary. Gary. <laughs> Gary. 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 Gary Lamb. Look at that. Larry. Look at that. Larry. Studio. Yes, Gary Lamb and Event Mania. Here we go. Just like both of you passed on me, everyone passed on Brock Purdy. And I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> I'm going to tell you relevant. what. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, and I'm not trying. Okay. At this you're stage little, of the wait, game, wait, wait, you're a little hot right now. You're a little hot. Is there a way? Hell to, yeah. Is there a way to cut the mic a little bit? I don't, I don't think, let me, let me step back. Let me step, let me step back because you know, it is, is that better? A little, it's a little loud, huh? Take another step. <laughs> One more step back. You know, we got to take little steps. Right. How's that? Okay. Now that's a great mic, by the way. Okay. Just, just, where, 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 where are you, Gary? Where, where are you calling? Where are you calling in from? I don't want. I don't want everyone to know where I'm. Where I'm at. But I'm near the airport. Not, not everyone. You know, you know, uh, not everyone's trying to give out their location all the time, like you. You know. Are. But I, I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. In the, I'm. I'm from the heart right now, Larry. I'm You're from the, the heart bay. right now. You're in the bay. You're in the. Bay. I'm in the bay. Okay. I'm from the heart, and I'm gonna tell you. You know, just like you, as soon as I seen Brock Purdy play against Minnesota in the preseason game, I'm like this guy, he's got a noodle arm, but he could play. Well, like he 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 is a he knows that not all quarterbacks ought to run the system, Larry, and that's a big thing for me. And I, you know what? And I I always believed in this guy, but at the level of NFC Championship game, you know, you, you hear all the hype. Yeah, is he Lamar Jackson? Is he Patrick Mahomes? Is he Josh Allen? Yeah, probably not. But you know what? He's in the conversation because he keeps on damn winning. Exactly. If he, you know, he shouldn't be. He's twenty four years old. He's a damn kid, Kevin. The the reason why the, the, the sorry, Kevin. <laughs> the reason why he's in the conversation, legitimate for MVP. He's playing well. He keeps on winning. And the, and Kevin, you're gonna learn this. One, God willing, you won't. One day you're gonna learn. Sometimes you do your damn job. You do it perfectly, and people still hate on you. That's just part of life. You know what? And part of life is this. Go ahead, go ahead, Kevin. I, I was did a little research because I was I was I was seeing a lot of praise for Jordan Love and the Packers right. future and a lot of right. hate towards the Niners. Yes. Brock Purdy not playing a good enough game. Do the research. Brock Purdy's four hundred and twenty days younger than Jordan Love. Right. Yet Jordan Love is the guy that's like, hey, they're only going up, up, up. He can only get better, better, better. But Brock Purdy, it's like, hey, this is it. He's never going to get better. It's only downhill. He's only getting old. It's like, dude, like, it's just the way that they're handling it. Like, I know, <laughs> I know we're all Niners fans here and, you know, we have the bias, but it's true. It's true. Brock Purdy is an entire year and a hundred days younger than the quarterback that everyone's saying has the bright future. And not only that, literally, if Pat, uh, if Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen would have played the same game. As, as Brock Purdy would have played against the Packers. Oh, you know, he had a tough game, but they came back and won. Praise him to the moon. But you know what? 
You know what Josh Allen's at right now? He looked like Superman against the Chiefs. Like, oh, he might even be able to run better than Lamar Jackson. You know who he is right now? If Buffalo shoveling damn snow. And Brock Purdy's still there, okay? 39 passes. I don't know why, Larry. 27-28 to sweet spot in the NFC Championship game in a freaking pouring rain. Why are we throwing 39 times? I don't know. All I know is this. You know, I love Kyle Shanahan. I love John Lynch. Uh, he's they supposed to surpass Harbaugh and, and Balky and Balky because no one's going to jail. All right. I'm not, you, I'm know, not, I'm, you know, let me tell you something, Gary. Uh, I like the I like the way that thing's lit up in there. Uh, you, you clearly tore your ACL putting those lights on the board. But I wrote a name down in a in an envelope. It says Gary Lamb. And I was going to draft that cat in the fourth round. But I went with Marcus Lattimore because I felt like his knee was destroyed and he would be better for our team. There you go. There's my uh, Trent Paulke. Thank you. And and Larry, Larry, Gary Lamb has no criminal record and he's not going to jail. Okay. No, no but se se serious talk. I'm, I'm not... I I'm never a fire Kyle Shanahan guy. I love him because I, I know I'm not worried about, you know, Alden Smith in an altercation or, or, or you know, or Brooks. I, I, I'm, I'm so happy with seeing, but yeah, 30, 39 passes. Like, when the hell was that? When the, like, I, hey, we're saying, hey, Christian McCaffrey, same for the playoffs. Hey, get, this week, 25 damn runs, eight targets. Brandon Ayuk. It's like, I, 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 what is, I, you know, I'm going to stop right there. If there's a time, it, it, th th there's one thing that, that bothers me about Kyle Shanahan and the Niners. Why 12 targets for Ayuk, 50-50 balls to Ayuk. If, if you're, if you're going to mess up Brock, because you know what? Get, you know what happens in the playoffs? I don't, you just got to win all the freaking game plan in the NFC. It might go to shit. It might go to shit. You just got to win. It doesn't matter. All right. But if I'm going to lose Brock, I'm going to let Brock, Brock, to, Kevin, you're the system son. You know who you are? You're in the game, baby. You're in the game, baby. Brock Purdy. Okay. It's Larry. You're too young, Kevin. You ever played Mike Tyson's punch out, Larry? Of course. Okay. Okay. So, so, so you get to the level. We're at super macho, man. All right. But, but, but when you get to Mike Tyson, you got to duck and weave and right. Okay. You, you, you got to calm it down. It might not be spectacular, which Brock has that that, that pass to Kittle was spectacular. The last eye was spectacular, but in the middle, sometimes you got to bob and weave and and, and just do shit. You got to play within the system. You get your ass knocked out. Josh Allen looked like Superman. His ass is knocked out. You know what I mean? It's just you just you just got to win. You don't know how it's gonna go. The game plan might go to shit. You might have a game plan for Debo like we did last week. And you know what happens with the shit? We still won the game. All right. We we might have to overcome some of stuff of Shanahan. We might have to understand like. I don't, I can't explain it, but we are there. We're there every damn year. The worst losses. You lose all your damn quarterbacks. You lose a Super Bowl. You lose the NFC Championship game to your fucking rival, the Rams, who, who you never lose to. The worst, shittiest losses. The Eagles are dead to rights. One little loss against the 49ers, and they're freaking dead. We thought they were going to be a perennial contender. They're gone now. We are still here because of Kyle Shanahan, but we got to give a brother some help. All right? I'm not sure if I, I'll be true. I'm not sure if I believe because you got to win to fucking believe, right? You got to, you got to win. You got to win to believe, but I got the damn back. I got the damn back hard, win, lose, or draw. I'm a fucking Fortnite faithful. I believe in Brock and I'm tired of the bullshit. Eight
right. Uh, the tired There's of bullshit. There's a lot to dissect there. There was a lot There's there. A lot there was a lot there. That was Gary There's Lamb, everybody. I wish there was a little we'll more. Bring him back, Gary. One last thought. Okay. okay, one okay. last thought. So, okay, it it, it, it all it all comes out. I'm sorry. I, this this is a, this is a playoffs, Larry. This is a playoffs. It's an what? NFC Championship game. But okay, the last I checked, you're, you're blowing my ears out. You're blowing my ears out. I'm so, I'm sorry. Okay, but the last thing is, we put a lot of money in the defensive line. It's you know okay, but but both both is doing a yeoman's job. It's time to get some sacks. It's it, 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 it's it's time to let Bosa play like a star. It's time to, you know, it, it's time for Wilkes to scheme him open. It's t t time to do something, you know, to, to forget the double teams, put him this way, put him there. Old, maybe some old elephant style in the mice of the elephant defense. Put him here, put him there. Let Bosa get the quarterback. This is the last time we're going to play a statue. The first time we played a statue in a long time. Please don't let Jared Goff beat us. Beat us. That's all I'm saying. Defensive line. I know. I know. The um, Detroit has a tremendous defensive line. But we put a lot of money, a lot of money in that defensive line, and I want some damn sacks, Larry and Kevin. I want some damn sacks. There you go. That's Gary Lamb, everybody. Gary Lamb. Gary Lamb. Rack him. Rack him. Rack a lamb. Gary. Good night. Have a great night. Have I'm a great night. Have a great, Have a great night. night. Bang bang nine again, baby. There bang bang Niner gang. Gary he definitely got his airtime, you know, his money's worth of airtime. Gary he got, he got freaking a lot of different lamb. thoughts out there. We have any opinions on on the on some of the things Gary freaking lamb. All right. Uh do we go to Trevor? We'll finish up Trevor. with Trevor. Trevor, what's going on, man? Hey, how are you guys doing? Glad to be on the show. Where are you calling from? Uh calling from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Wow! In a okay. garage right now? Is your bedroom no, in a garage? In my basement. It's it's not. Oh, okay. It's an unfinished basement in Michigan. Yeah, yeah. It's a little chilly right now. I was gonna say it's you got the what, what's it outside? What's the temperature in Michigan right now? Man, let me check for you. It's probably. Yeah. Uh, let us know. We'd like to know. Uh oh, he knocked himself offline. I think he has to. Yeah, there you go. What what is it? What is it, Trevor? Thirty-four. Thirty-four. Oh, it's balmy. Not too bad. I got not bad. out on the ice for a little bit of ice fishing this past week. So not very safe, but it's, it's getting a little warmer now. So what's on your mind, man? Are you a Niner fan in Michigan or are you a yeah, Lions fan? Absolutely. I'm born and raised. and I was born in California, right there, Lake Tahoe area. Um, right. And then, you know, lived in Nevada. Nevada didn't have a team, so naturally I was a Niner fan. What and, brought you to Michigan? My dad found love about three years ago, so I've been here. I've been a, a Niner fan and a full Alliance fan, so it's uh... <laughs> well, the fans there are got to be absolutely bouncing off walls, right? They're yeah. loving life. They are super high right now. One of my buddies at work, he's like, "Man, we're in the playoffs. How does this whole playoff bracket thing work?" And I'm like, "That's a good question, isn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> So but, what do you think? Who's you know you've watched the Lions probably more than you care to admit. You're a Niner guy. How do you see the matchup Sunday? Man, I think they're a, a legit team. Um, you know, Aiden Hutchinson. He's been getting a lot of pressure. I think he has like eight sacks in the past four games or something like that. Um, but I think the main the main part of this game is being able to set an edge. Um, you know, be able to to not let Jameer Gibbs and stuff get out on the outside and run all over you. I think that's one of the main things. We can stop their run game, uh, make Goff sit in the pocket for a little bit, 
make him make mistakes. I think that's going to be a, a big key to winning this game is setting a solid edge. And uh, Bosa has been playing real good. Um, but Chase Young, I've seen him miss a few tackles and stuff. And uh, just being able to, to set up a good, good edge is going to be key. Who's the who's the lion weapon that you think is the most dangerous? Well, you got Amon Ra, but man, Laporta, he just he seems to find a way to get open and and get the ball. And uh, you know, we ran that reverse flea flick flea flicker that Detroit ran earlier in the right. year. Uh, just just plays like that, you know. Dan Campbell, Dan Gamble, Gambler. Uh, you know, he does plays like that, and uh, you know, Kyle's a little more conservative. You don't see Kyle call fake punts all that often and stuff. And uh, Dan Campbell, man, I think his aggressiveness is something that I fear a little bit. Um, but I think we have the weapons, and if we have Debo, get him involved in some jet sweeps. Um, you know, or like you said, you know, line up McCaffrey in the slot and uh, have Mitchell as running back. And uh, yeah. So Trevor, since you're in Michigan, what's is do you, do you have the vibe? Do you know what the vibe is around? Uh, are there any Detroit Lions fans around you, and what what are they thinking? Oh, man, absolutely. Both of my stepbrothers, they're big Lions fans. You know, they've gone to a few games, and, man, they want to win. You know, they're excited they've gotten this far, but they want to win. And, uh, man, the D Detroit and everything, you know, when they won the first game, playing it on TV, I was watching the, the Lions versus the Bucks. You know, I was hoping that Mike Evans would – pull off a clutch winning game drive. He had an amazing catch where he was able to keep his eye on the ball while his body was contorting and made a phenomenal catch, but it wasn't enough. And uh, so I was pulling for the Bucks there. And, uh, you know, <laughs> with a bunch of Lions fans, um, man, it there's they love that team, man. You know, they've had a lot of years where it's down. But, man, they, they love their team. They love Goff. He might not be, you know, the, the greatest quarterback, but – He's a California guy. They've they've embraced probably they like yourself. Uh, here we go. We're we're, we're going to share the screen and show a little Dan Campbell here. This is three years ago. Three years ago, Dan Campbell introed. He's going to be built on. Uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth. All right, and, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right, and we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up. <laughs> we're going to take three shots to get us down, and when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before, before long, we're going to be the last one standing. All right, that's going to be the mentality. <laughs> He's Man, biting kneecaps. <laughs> He's biting kneecaps. I was hoping it was. I don't care if you have three toes and one ass cheek. You go. I'm going to kick your ass. I mean, I, Dan Campbell is Dan Campbell's amazing. He's, yeah, his vibes in the locker room, too. You know, after they won the game, you know, his speech, he's like, we made it this far. These are damn good teams. You know, there's a lot of passion around this team. But, you know, I'm pulling for the Niners here. I hope we can do it. You know, we've been close. I watched the game against the Ravens, uh, that Super Bowl matchup in 2012 when Kaepernick over, overthrew his receiver in the end zone that, that would have won us the game. I watched 2019, you know, when we got super close and we blew that lead against the Chiefs. And uh, here's yeah. what I'm looking for. Here it is. Here it is. Wait a second. Everybody needs to hear this. Hold on. Dan Campbell, ladies and gentlemen. 
Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat you last. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't, you gotta love that guy. I mean, I don't care if you have three toes and one ass cheek, I'll kick your ass. Um, the guy, the guy is awesome, but, um, I, I think the Niners will get over, but I, Detroit's coming, man. Detroit is coming Detroit's and coming. Th- there's Detroit. no doubt. There's no doubt. They got a good GM. They got a good head coach. They got a ton of talent. Um, the, John Dorsey has also helped quite a bit in that front office and, um, Detroit's coming, but I think Sunday's going to be the Niners day. Yeah, um, yeah. especially but, playing outside sunny in Santa Clara. You know, I saw a stat where it's Goff when he's not playing in a dome when he's playing outside. His turnover margin is nearly double. And uh, you know, when was the last they- time they actually played outdoors? I mean, look at their schedule, Kev. I, I believe they. I don't believe the they, the Lions they haven't have- played outdoor. They've they've only played outdoors twice. This will be the second time they've played outdoors in the last thirteen games. Oh yeah. wow! Wow. So. They're not used to playing outdoors. Um, we'll see. I mean, it's a good football team for sure. They're not going to lie down and die. But not yeah. having their left guard, uh, Greg now being not 100%, I think Armstead and, and Hargrave will, will own inside. And if you can if you can pressure Goff in his face, you can beat Goff. Yeah, I like the idea of lining Bosa up on the inside too for some inside stunts. Yeah, that's um, a good idea. Maybe, maybe even some up. A-gap pressure from Warner and yeah. Greenlaw. I, I I even think um you know disguising some coverages mixing in zone with man and you know dropping a corner like Lenore how physical he's been you know that hit on Swift you know he's the next most physical guy next there to Dre Greenlaw and uh, maybe get him on on a, on a disguised blitz or something but I think that's going to be a key is setting an edge for sure. What's your What's your final score Sunday? Man, I think it has the potential to be a, a gritty game and I also think it could be a blowout. Um, so I'm going to hope for a blowout. I'm going to say 31-17. Nice. I like that. I, I, I could see. I, 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 if you ask me to make a prediction, that would be my prediction as well. I think I, last week I predicted Niners would beat Green Bay 24-17, and they won, what, 24-21. Um, yeah. This week, I, I, if I was going with it, I would probably go with what you just went with right there. 31-17 Niners. I think you're spot on. I really do. I think the Niners are going to score roughly 30. They're going to bounce back. I think the Lions are going to look good at times in this game, but I'm thinking they're going to get maybe 17. If it was 31-24, it wouldn't shock me, but I'm, I'm, I'll say 31-17 or 31-20, something like that, I think, is, is yeah. more on you know right on the money. I also hope Purdy has like an amazing game, you know, something, you know, he's never going to get all the credit that he deserves. And it, it's a shame, you know, he's such a humble guy, you know, God first and everything like that. Just, just an incredible dude. And I really hope that, you know, eventually he'll get his flowers from guys like Nick Wright. And uh, you <laughs> those, know, guys, are, it, those guys are professional <laughs> haters, man. And it's like, you know, um, and, and the Ryan Clark one was especially weak. You know, I lied to you for a year pretending, you know. That was the hardest thing I've done. Yeah, (laughs) it's the hardest thing, all this melodrama. You're talking about a guy that's like number one in like 17 different quarterback categories and top five in like every category and is 17 and four in his career. And he's 24 years old and he's been in two NFC title games. And you're talking about him like he's some crappy piece of garbage. And you're talking up Jordan Love who threw two picks and lost the game 
and you're bagging on a quarterback who threw no picks and won the game. It's just, it's, it's sick. And you know what? I hope Purdy wins the next two games big so he can just shut those guys up and make them look stupid. Yeah. Um, because that's yeah. really, they will look stupid. Uh, everybody who, who ripped Brock Purdy is going to look really bad in two games from now, in my opinion. He doesn't even need to be perfect, but he needs to have a few moments. You know, you, we were talking earlier about it's the moments that make greatness. And uh, a few of those moments would be, you know, no pretty doubt. legendary. Hey, Trevor, thanks for jumping in, man. Have a great yeah, night. Thanks. thanks for watching us in Michigan. We appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Go That's Niners. Go Niners. I love it. All right, let's go star chats, and then we will uh, bolt for the door unless Kev's got another idea. Daryl Granville. LK, how confident are you in our linebackers covering um, the D Detroit's tight end, Sam Laporta? Real confident. Niners have Fred Warner. Uh, Warner's the best cover linebacker in the game. I feel good. I feel good about that, but I love Laporta. When was the last time? When was the last time you can remember a tight end dominating the Niners? Kelsey, last year. I don't know. Gosh, that's a good question. Maybe Waller. Maybe did Waller have a big game in one of those in the Raider game? No, I had Waller on my fantasy team. He never had a big game. Craft. <laughs> um, I can't. Craft and Musgrave made a number of plays. Yeah. Uh, Matt dominated. says, was Green Bay playing a heavy box against the run after Debo went out? Is that maybe why we threw so much, trying to give Kyle the benefit of the doubt? I'm sure they were at times, um, but it wasn't like it was – it wasn't noticeable at least. I'll, I'm going to watch the game again after the show, and I'll have more information on that tomorrow. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I'm sure they were at times, um, but um, – you know, still you gotta you gotta find a way to you know the offense oftentimes dictates to the defense, um, and not the other way around. So I mean, spread them out. Maybe that's why Kyle went empty as much as he did because they were having so many guys in the box and he was trying to create space and spread them out. Kr says, "Great job, Larry. Especially the Debo shoulder questions. Thanks for all you do, man. You're the best in the Bay. Thanks for telling me Elijah is with an E and not an I. <laughs> there you go. Thank okay. you, Kr. Appreciate you." Uh, Micah Cervantes is Wilkes our issue on defense or is it something else? Feels like it's fallen off, even though we, we have talent. Can this D win the Super Bowl? I think it can, but they need their young DBs to play with poise on the, in the, on, you know, on the deep balls in the air. I mean, you got, you got to play with more poise. You can't just grab guys. You can't just wrap up. Um, I'm not, you know. I, I don't know if it's on Wilkes. If it's, I mean, if it, if they're, if it's on the fact that Chase Young and Randy Gregory aren't good enough, if it's um, the secondary is not good enough, but they got to get pressure. They got to get pressure. I'll say this: Chris Kasarek was yelling his yelling his lungs out today. I mean, he's absolutely fired up about practice. Wes Jamison says he's become a YouTube member. All right, Wes. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Uh, Mon Green Eggcorn says, if the glove doesn't fit, you must have quit. There you go. Thank you. Flav in the house on the chat. He was already here via call. He says, forgot one matchup. Think Lenore covers St. Brown. Ward covers Reynolds. So my number three matchup is Ambry against Jamison Williams. Um, he can torch Ambry, but only if Goff has the time. Goff won't. 33-17 Niners. It's kind of the way I see it as well. Um I'm not sure. I, I, I think the Niners may, you know, play Ambry 
our play Lenore inside and Ambry outside all, all game. And just who, if, if uh, St. Brown goes inside, he'll get Lenore. If he goes outside, uh, he'll be out there with Mooney. Well, that, that'll be my guess. Um, let's drop this one. Drop top 702. Niners going to seize the motor on Motor City this Sunday. Jack. Flav says the Lions only hope of winning. Uh, this is if Brock Purdy plays bad. Gibbs can run the ball. Campbell has tons of YOLO fourth down conversions, and Debo doesn't play. 33-17 Niners. See my previous super. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, I think Purdy's going to bounce back and play well, too. And we got this one. Brock Purdy was tentative, and still Kyle had 39 passes. Why? Yeah, I mean, I, I against the against a team that's run defense was 28th in the league, fourth worst. Make it make sense. And the last one, Niner Niner Bang, he's 35,000 subs. Congrats, Krug. Congrats, Kev. That's right. Kev, today, while we weren't looking, um, I looked up, and I'm like, yeah, I know we're getting close to 35,000 subs. We're at 35,046 at this minute. Thank you to you. Nice. You're doing a great job. Appreciate you. Wait, really? We're at 46 now? 35,046. Can we get to 40,000 by Super Bowl Sunday? I hope so. Two weeks, two weeks to 40,000. Don't get more and more, you know. There we go. Have a big so. week in Vegas. Big week in Vegas. All right. Thanks to um, thanks to Marin Autoglass, marinautoglass.com. Uh, thanks to Underdog Fantasy. Thanks to Pig and a Pickle for being the title sponsor of the Krug Show. Kev, I'll give you the final word. Anything you want to promote, talk about, or say? Uh, I know I do. I gotta think. Uh, just, I mean, obviously, check out the socials. We've been gra- or I've been grinding out the socials on Instagram, TikTok. You know, we had a TikTok the other day or yesterday that got over six hundred thousand views. Did we really? Yeah, just just popped off. Uh, it was about, half it was dead. About- just said he just unsubscribed. No, what? unsubscribed um mf says dwayne kuyper said the giants are cooking on something big oh my god i think we're I'm you're so, gonna do a i'm so the boy who cried wolf thing has got to end seriously yeah. i and no more don't giants giants fans giants announcers giants everything don't talk about it do it yeah mf be, be looking out for a, a Reese Hoskins video coming shortly. Don't talk about it. Fucking do it. It's January the 24th. Pete, the Giants players are literally packing their bags, getting ready to go to spring training. They haven't done a thing. They cannot hit. Oh, my God. Better be Cody Bellinger. Better be. Um, but yeah, it's Matt to- Chapman. I'm going to lose my ass. Check the socials. Uh, leave a review in the pod. Uh, check out the merch if you want merch, and you'll be live. What's the schedule for tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow on the channel. I'm glad you asked. Um, tomorrow on the channel, I am going to be in. Um, we'll be at we'll be at uh, practice in the morning, and then uh, Guy Haberman's going to join us in the early afternoon. I've got a baseball meeting from six thirty to seven thirty, and then I will join. Uh, Je- Jesse and Vish for the big show right around 7.30 Pacific. 
Um, and so they're going to probably start without me. So then I'll jump in on the big show with Jesse and Vish tomorrow night at 7.30. So Guy Haberman, Niner practice, more stuff coming from the locker room, and then uh, the big show tomorrow night. Damon on Friday at 8 a.m., Chase Sr. Friday at 10.45. And um, and then also, wait, who else? We got somebody on Friday as well. Um, Lions person? Who do we have on Friday? It's okay. You can figure it out. You can figure it out later. Um, I forget who it is, but we're going to have somebody on Friday as well. Uh, it's rough. Okay. It's good. But I better figure out who it is. Okay. Well, you don't have to do it live. <laughs> I got um, to remember who it is, but I don't remember who it is. But we're going to have somebody else as well Friday at roughly 1 o'clock. So not sure who but we will have somebody else. So we're going to have three people on Friday. And then Saturday, the coach is with us at 9 a.m. Sunday, I do pregame on 95.7 The Game and then postgame with the boys. And hopefully we can do what we did last week, 3,000 people in the room and a lot of good Niner talk. All right. I got to go do some homework. That does it for us. For Kev, I'm Larry. Peace. Yeah, never met a man I've been scared of. Careful, you won't get exactly what you asked for. Can you 